this might be controversial to say, but I think that when I saw the disgrace that unfolded at the footsteps of the Capitol on January 6th, I, I cried. I was in tears when I watched on television. What's going on, everybody? So a resurfaced clip of presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy is making its rounds on social media where he says that he cried after January 6th because of how disgraceful it was. Does this even really matter is a question that we're going to talk about. But first, I want to talk about the concept of if the elites truly do fear the conservative movement and MAGA because of what they might do and the fact that they might infiltrate on the plans of what they have in store for you. My question would be, is it possible that they'd want to put somebody in place to redirect you how they want to direct you instead of just letting you free flow and pick your own candidates? This is the concept that we're going to talk about. It is not for the emotionally weak. God bless you guys. Thanks for joining. And I apologize to those who were there two minutes ago. They took down the first stream. So this is the second attempt. Dreamer podcast. I'm really excited to bring this uh, show to you today. I think it's a very interesting one. God bless you. Dreamer podcast starts now. It's the Dream Rare Podcast. Welcome to the show. The way to get the news at the desk or on the road. Let's go. God is great and success in our control. The world is crazy, but we get better from obstacles. What's going on, YouTube? What's going on, Facebook? I apologize for the technical difficulties, but we're back and running. And I want to talk about today this clip eventually, but I want to talk about some concepts that are more important first. But this is the clip that's been making its rounds. This might be controversial to say, but I think that when I saw the disgrace that unfolded at the footsteps of the Capitol on January 6th, I, I cried. I was in tears when I watched on television that day. So he said that he cried and was in tears when he watched at January 6th. But as many have pointed out, he has changed his ways. He has said that he was wrong. He wrote a book about it a year after that, a year and a half after that interview, um, reinforcing those ideas. But before we talk about that, I want to talk about a bigger concept that's bigger than Trump or Vivek or any of this stuff, because, you know, I do think that in general, if you do have this movement that is moving towards what some would call globalism or just the total infiltration of the border, right? The border's wide open. It's insane. Like clearly, whoever is pulling the strings in this country doesn't seem to care about you. I mean, that's pretty obvious. I think that's the whole reason that this movement exists in the first place or it, it, that it's so big and popular is whoever's running the country clearly hates you, wants to leave the border wide open, start a bunch of foreign wars and all these things that they seem like they're not in your best interest, right? With that being said, this is a concept that goes above Vivek. I'll get to that clip and what I think about it in a second, but Let's just say the elites actually do look at whatever movement you've created and this conservative patriot America first movement like, OK, these guys are a problem because they actually like themselves and they're not willing to just, you know, subvert themselves, be weak and pathetic and give in to any idea that's against their family's interests. Um, the first question I'm going to ask is, is it possible and I'm, I'm going to speak in these sort of terms because I, I need to like baby it or else people get so emotional about politicians. It's like you, you offended a, fam, a member of their family or something when you talk about a person that they didn't even know existed two years ago. But in general, is it possible that the establishment or the elites or whoever you want to call it uh, would want to direct that movement and put somebody in place and have a dog in the race? Well, if you look at the last probably 100 years of American politics, I'm not that familiar with like the 1930s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, et cetera, but definitely the last 30, 40 years, it's pretty clear that very smart people, and this is playing chess instead of checkers, playing checkers is saying, 
um, oh no, that's not possible. Anybody that shows up must be on my side. You're a conspiracy theorist. Oh my gosh, you're such a hater. I don't believe in hate speech, but everything you say makes me feel like you hate Trump or you hate that's checkers. Chess is like, let's look at the data, let's look at history. Let's go to the election of Obama and Romney or Obama and McCain. These are the easiest ones for people to understand because most conservatives at this point and most patriots realize that Romney and McCain are not necessarily like on their side. Did it matter who you voted for in that election, Obama or Romney or Obama and McCain? Most things were still going to happen. In fact, I think Jimmy Dore points out that Obamacare, I believe, was worked on by Mitt Romney. So this left wing socialist health care that everybody hates on the right was also crafted by the guy that was running against him in the election. It didn't matter. You know, it, it mattered very little who won that election. So very smart people have figured out if I have billions of dollars, if I want to control America, if I want to, you know, uh, get my policies and my ideas and my, whether it's foreign or domestic into the American uh, culture, then you don't want to just pick one guy and go against the other guy. It's too risky. Why not try to control both sides. This is not a foreign concept. I know it's hard for people to believe, but it's pretty provable. I, I like to use the Obama, Romney and Obama McCain because it's the easiest one. But you could go so far back as to even Reagan, who was a very nice, likable guy. But he pushed the agenda of the pharmaceutical industry, as did George Bush, you know. Um, so now that we know that that's possible, I would say not to hate Trump or hate Vivek or hate everybody. It's not about hate. It's just about using your brain and consider. I would say it all starts with consideration. If you're not considering that they can do this, you've already lost because you're wrong. They not only can do this, they have done it recently. And of course, if they have done it, they could do it again. So we're going to start with consideration. If you don't consider that the elites and the establishment know that the MAGA and conservative movement is somewhat of a threat because they actually like this country and they're not totally pathetic. They like the First and Second Amendment or they claim to. Then why wouldn't they? Like, it's crazy to think that they wouldn't want to do that when they've already done it in the past. And of course, just leaving it up to chance like, oh, let me just have an election and maybe we lose everything is a lot more risky than controlling both sides, which I would say they do in a lot of categories. Like, did Big Pharma care that Donald Trump won? They probably wanted Hillary Clinton to win, but do they care? No, they got their establishment pharmaceutical lobbyists into power. Trump put them all in major positions. He signed all the deals like he he wasn't a threat to the pharmaceutical industry like at all. It's like either they get 97 percent of what they want or they get 100 percent of what they want. But there's really no situation in which you win. And if you can't figure that out, you don't deserve to win and you're going to keep losing. And it's it's well earned like it's it's all there for you. The Internet's here. There's a lot of brilliant analysts out all over the place besides myself that you can go listen to that aren't totally dumb like that's clear so with that being said you know is it possible that they'd want a dog in the race that could move the movement that could take control of this movement that probably is a threat because of people caring about this country and then guide it where they want to or stop it from going in places that they don't want to of course, of course, that's possible. I'm not blaming Trump or Vivek for that right now. I'm just saying concepts wise, if you're not thinking like that, you're, you're missing out. Now I want to move to another concept. This is an argument that I've gotten with people over the last couple months or last few years. When DeSantis was leading in the polls, this is not my opinion. If you look at a lot of these major pages in November, uh, whenever the couple months before the Alvin Bragg arrest, like 
there wasn't a major driving narrative that Trump was a victim because after the election, Trump's a victim. Deep state's going after Trump. Trump's a victim. There was a year there where Trump was just running around being Mr. Grandpa Moderna Operation Warp Speed Man, and he was just making a fool of himself, and he was embarrassing everybody. And Tim Pool, Hodge, Twins, like everybody started coming around, and they started preferring DeSantis over Trump because Trump clearly just seemed like he lost a step or two and he wasn't who he used to be. And he just wasn't capturing the essence of what people really cared about. And you saw a lot of these polls on Twitter and in general start favoring DeSantis. The day that that all changed was the Alvin Bragg arrest. Alvin Bragg arrested Trump and it gave Trump a victim narrative. It gave him record number fundraising. And all the influencers like robots in lockstep now said he's the victim. Don't question him. He's our guy. It can't be anything else. Um, and the reason I'm bringing that up is I'm not saying that the Democrats purposely did that to elevate Trump, although it is a possibility. When I say that it's a possibility, this is the one part that bothered me, right? I don't care if people don't believe that. I'm not asking you to. But if you're not considering that, then you're wrong. Because some people were commenting and saying, Anomaly, you really think that the Democrats would elevate Trump because they think he's an easier candidate to beat? Oh, yeah, they already did that. It's already proven that they did that. Allegedly, it backfired if they didn't want him to get in. But the Pied Piper candidate ended up being something that came out to the public and their plan leaked. And it said that they elevated certain candidates that they thought were outlandish or they thought that were easier to be in order to win the election. I'm not saying it's true the second time, but it's 100 percent or close to it. I don't know how much you believe those reports it's proven that they already did that. So I'm not saying you have to believe that they purposely did it a second time because they think Trump's easy to beat. But if you're not considering that and your response is they, they wouldn't do that, they already did it. You think they could do that? I know they could do that because they literally already did it. So it's not out of the realm that they do it again. Um, and if you're not even considering that, like you're just literally wrong. And that's most people. They're not in control of their own destiny. They're not really crunching the numbers. They're just like, I like this guy. And I'm going to say you're being hateful when you question this guy. It's like the chances of Trump or Vivek doing everything that you want him to do is so low. If you look at the last 30, 40 years of politics, Romney, Obama, Romney, McCain, Trump, Clinton, you know, Trump got in and didn't really do a lot of stuff. I guess he came through with certain things. But when you know, if it were a sports game, I always say Trump did really well the first three quarters and, you know, balanced the books. And then the fourth quarter, he threw like a thousand interceptions and loves the interceptions he threw and went on a press tour to say how his interceptions were touchdowns. And like, you know, he even said at one point that and this is if you if you only get your opinions, if you're like out, I, I would say like exporting your intelligence to somebody else, like you can't even think straight. Um, you're going to you're going to make a fool of yourself when when Trump said, Obama did a terrible job with swine flu. He said this like 10 times in interviews. Obama did a horrible job with swine flu. Trump did a better job with COVID. Did the I don't like Obama, but did the country lock down during swine flu? No. Did the country lock down during COVID? Yes. So in Trump's head, that's better than what Obama did. Obama did better by default because the country didn't end up in a lockdown. Like it, you know, what was swine flu? They were trying to overhype that as well and probably try to do lockdowns and stuff, but it, it didn't like catch on as much. So it's like in Trump's head, he did a better job, like, but people won't even question that because they just like a guy instead of the overall picture. And that's why the elites win. You're not a victim to the election. You're not a victim because you like Trump. You're not a victim because you're a conservative. You deserve this collapse if you can't figure this stuff out, because if you can't figure this stuff out, 
the elites are clearly smarter than you and they're going to win every time. If you're playing connect four, but the game is rigged, you lose every time. If you're, if you're playing, if you're betting on the dolphins and the Patriots, but they own the dolphins and the Patriots and they get to determine which way the game goes, no matter who wins. And you're going to lose, even if your team wins, that's the game. If you can't figure out that they're playing it and you just emotionally connect yourself to Trump or Vivek and freak out at the thought that the elites are doing what they've done for the last 50 years, you deserve to lose. You deserve to fail. You don't deserve to get anything like you're playing a game that doesn't exist and they're playing a game that very wealthy people do understanding that you can control both sides. So the point that I'm trying to make with the Alvin Bragg arrest I'm not saying for sure that the Democrats purposely did it, but their action changed the actions of Republicans. The Democrats move and Republicans are controllable. The Democrats say this and Republicans defend themselves. The Democrats do this. And like if you're if you have a high IQ, it's not hard to trick MAGA. It's not hard to trick Republicans. It's not hard to trick liberals either, to be honest. But it's like if you do this, they'll do this. You don't think they have supercomputers and algorithms? When it comes to Vivek, I'm going to get into it later. There's a lot of reports coming out that his whole campaign is data driven. It seems like it. It's a genius campaign. I'm not disrespecting or knocking him. It's a really smart campaign. You should use data as a politician. And Vivek is clearly smarter than everybody else. So he's running a chat GPT style campaign. I called him chat GPT because he is. He inputs the data. He takes all the data that people are putting in and then he exports what you want to hear. He's running a genius campaign. It's data driven. And, and you could tell just based off of how he operates and acts, it's a genius campaign. But in general, like that's what the elites are doing. That's what really smart people are doing. They're not playing this random game of like, I feel this way because he showed up out of nowhere and I like him or I'm attached to him because I want to believe that'll do that. And it's a black pill if, if he doesn't do that because I'm afraid to be a man and face the truth. Like they're not operating like that. And I'm getting to the point now where I don't feel like a victim. I'm not a victim because of my race or my politics or my like corporation. I could say I'm a victim because nobody wanted me to be on their music label because I'm conservative, but I don't want to be on their music label. I don't want to be stuck at some corporation or work for ESPN where they try to force vaccinate me against my will in order to be a person on television. Like to me, that's hell. I don't envy that. I don't want that. I feel bad for people like that. Like I'm not a victim to these. I feel grateful and blessed to not be a phony, to not have to do that. I don't care what the cost is. So it's like this new victim mentality coming into the republican party it's like we're the victim of the election we're the victim of the deep state we're the victim of you're not the victim you're you're idolizing and worshiping the people that are literally tossing you into the fire pit and then claiming that they don't want you into the fire pit and if you can't figure that out or stand up for yourself you know it's like the elite think you're cattle you're supposed to not act like it if you don't want to be treated like it stop acting like it if you keep acting like it it's not right what they're doing but it's like you have responsibility to figure this stuff out so before I move on, I'm not saying for sure the Alvin Bragg arrest elevated Trump purposely, but if you don't even consider it, you've lost because it's not crazy to think that they would do that. They literally already did, and it's proven and documented. So it's it's right there waiting for you to consider it. With that being said, a lot of people always say to me, who do I want, right? That's a lot of the response. They say, who, do, who are you voting for? Who do you want? What's the solution? Because they get really bothered. They think the solution is Vivek. They think the solution is Trump. The elites are smarter than them. They're playing chess. Everybody's playing checkers. And then they lash out at you and say, who do you want? What's your solution? Who are you voting for? Are you saying you have no faith? Is your faith in Jesus Christ? Is your faith in God? Is your faith in a higher power? Or is your faith 
in a pharmaceutical CEO that you didn't even know who they were two years ago. If you put your faith into a pharmaceutical CEO that you didn't even know a year and a half ago, that's not a white pill and it's not doom and gloom to like, like that's insane. You know, I don't, I don't understand this. I'm just going to be clear when people are like, so are you pessimistic? No, because my, I'm a man. I have my own legacy, my own purpose, my own ability to deal with stuff. You know, Vivek said he cried after January 6th. Did I cry when the lockdown happened? No. Did I cry when Trump won, won the first time? No. Did I cry when Democrats won the election? I didn't want them to win. No. Like, you like, is this what men do? Like they just cry and want other men to fix their life for them. And they consider it pessimism when you tell them that they like, no, the real black pill is thinking that Vivek or Trump is going to wipe your butt. Like that's not optimism. That's like pathetic. But in general, who do I want? in a perfect world, it's like my opinion doesn't matter. That's why I don't share it. Who would I want to be president? If I could pick one person, I would pick Thomas Massey, but he's not running for president. Why? Thomas Massey is the only one I would say he's on a list of like 1% of politicians that is not, in my opinion, in my view, based on reality, he's not sold out to a foreign country. He's one of the only America first candidates. I, I would say that Thomas Massey is more America first than DeSantis. I would say that Thomas Massey, but he's endorsing DeSantis, which is interesting. I would say that Thomas Massey is more America first than Trump. When it comes to foreign wars and foreign lobbying and foreign donations, Thomas Massey has a consistent message and he never waves no matter what they call him. And he, and he explains why he votes the way he votes. He has the best voting record in Congress. One thing that is important to me, I don't believe you can have a good economy. I don't believe you can have freedom and liberty. And I don't believe you can have a successful presidency for the American people if you're getting scammed by things like lockdowns and Operation Warp Speed and, and the CARES Act. You you don't have an economy. All, all the, this blowback from the economy that you're facing under Biden, it's not just Biden. He's in on it because he prints too much money, too. But these these politicians are not even in control. Trump's not in control and Biden's not in control. You know, things like the Federal Reserve, which they'll claim is like independent and nonpartisan or whatever. It's like they're printing money, whether Trump or Biden's in office, that those are just the puppets to make you feel good. If you hate Trump, you get Biden. If you hate Biden, you get Trump. And then these two puppets convince you that they're both doing what they're both doing. It's like a it's like it's a cattle battle. That's what I'm calling this new election now. It's cattle battle. You know, all the cattle battle with each other. And, you know, they, they fight over things that don't even aren't even real. It's like a, a fantasy cosplay movement for people that don't want to face reality, whatever. With that being said, all these things that conservatives want, there's really only maybe I'm missing somebody. But from my vantage point, there was only one politician who said no to the CARES Act. There was only one politician that called a spade a spade during the entire pandemic. And there was only one politician who said, besides the fact that the CARES Act is going to cause inflation, it doesn't even make sense to allow people to not vote on it. They tried to vote the most expensive bill in U.S. history. They tried to do it without even writing down who voted which way. So they're doing the scammiest scam in all of all of scams in the U.S. history to destroy the economy. And they're trying to hide their recorded vote and say that they can't vote. They, they, they can ruin America, but they can't show up to work. But you can be a grocery store worker and, and, and risk your life to give groceries. But they but they're going to do the biggest scam ever. And they, they don't even have to record their vote. So Thomas Massey was right about the pandemic. He was right about the inflation. He was right about the CARES Act. And when it came to Operation Warp Speed and all that stuff, he never wavered. So it's like, to me, if I could choose, I can't, I would pick Thomas Massey as president. He's the only one that I even really care about. And the fact that he endorses DeSantis, 
although I do think DeSantis is sold out in some ways, it shows me that the only endorsement that actually matters to me, which is his, he thinks DeSantis will be less sold out than Trump and more America first. So that speaks volumes. Who knows what is really true? But it's like, if I could choose, I would choose Thomas Massey. But who do I want? It doesn't matter. It's like if Mitt Romney runs against Obama, who do you want a lot, Nomaly? Does it matter? I want Steamboat Willie. You know, I want the right wing Steamboat Willie meme of him saying like offensive things, you know, driving his little uh, Mickey Mouse boat. Why does it like it? You, you get like how people sound to me when you're like, so who do you want then? Do you not want to hear the truth about Romney versus Obama election? Do you want to tell yourself that Mitt Romney is going to save the, the you know, like, like uh, grow up? You know, it's like it's it's easier to tell a five year old that the tooth fairy is fake than it is to tell a grown conservative man to, to, to think twice about Trump or Vivek or, or have a thought in their head, uh, head. Like, you know, it's like literally I'd rather like convince like a kid, like ruin a kid's dreams about the tooth fairy than, than like ruin a grown man, like Republican man, no offense. It's just like they are so obsessed with believing in these people that it's like impossible to tell them the truth. They lash out at you. It's the same with a liberal. Try to tell a liberal the truth they lash out at you. Why even talk to them when they get so mad that you try to show them the truth about literally anything? It's like your city's going to shit. You know, you guys have no prosecution and, th and they get mad at you. So I stopped talking to liberals. I'm not saying like in general, if I'm friends with a liberal and they respect me and I respect them, I have no problem with it. But do I go into left wing circles and try to convince them they're right? They don't want to hear it. They have to fail. They, they literally hate you for trying to put them on the right path. It's no different from re Republicans. Republicans that worship Trump or or Vivek, they like they they get angry and emotional and hateful and nasty towards you. Like, why even try to help these people? Like, you know, the elites literally think they're cattle, and they get mad when you tell them not to act like cattle. So it's like get scammed. I don't like okay, you know, because you're angry. You think it's gonna work? Whatever. Um, the point that I'm getting when people say, "Who would I want to be president?" Thomas Massey, but he's not running. So I don't really care. It's like if Obama and Romney ran, it doesn't matter who I want. And it, it's not going to you believing in these candidates more isn't going to change who they are. Like you're literally lying to yourself. You're literally a coward. You're not optimism. It's not white pill. You don't have hope. You're putting your godlike hope into people that have provenly scammed you already. It's so weird. I don't understand what people think they're doing. I don't get it. With that being said, you know, I look at a lot of things when it comes to Vivek, like I'm going to play this clip in a second and talk about it. But like, what role is he really serving in the Republican Party? Because this was in 2021 after uh, January 6th, right? This might be controversial to say, but I think that when I saw the disgrace that unfolded at the footsteps of the Capitol on January 6th, I, I cried. I was in tears when I watched on television that day. Here's the thing. Do I think he really cried? during January 6th, even when he didn't understand, he says he had this whole change of heart or whatever. Do I believe him? No. Look at his body language and look how he said, you know, he's looking at the camera and he goes, I, I cried. You know, he, he goes like this, which is just like, I'm not, I'm not like an expert body reader. And sometimes I like fidget because I'm itchy or something. And then people are like, oh, see so you lied. I'm not trying to be an expert because people do weird stuff even when they're not lying. But like, I actually think he's lying. I don't think he's a grown man. You think he cried after January 6th? So why would he, why would he say he cried if he didn't cry? Or did he cry? Which one's more embarrassing? Lying and saying you cried to get some weird like actor sympathy thing or actually crying as a grown man because January 6th happened? Look, look at his body language, though, when he says he cried. I think he's lying. This might be controversial to say, but I think that when I saw the disgrace that unfolded at the footsteps of the Capitol on January 6th, 
I, I cried. I was in tears when I watched on television that day. They say that eyes are the window to the soul, you know, and sometimes like if you see this like unhinged liberal, sometimes they have this profile picture where they, they won't show you their eyes because the eyes are the window to the soul. And they like do this weird like soy boy face where they're like, you know, and their eyes are closed. Like anytime liberals get mad at me and stuff or write weird articles, they always like close their eyes, you know, so like watch again. He, 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 he goes. He's like making normal eye contact. He goes, I, 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 I cried at January 6th. This might be controversial to say, but I think that when I saw the disgrace that unfolded at the footsteps of the Capitol on January 6th, I, I cried. I was in tears when I watched on television that day. And then here's the point I'm making. Um, a lot of people were like, he just had a change of heart, right? He cried. He teared up at the Capitol. And that was in 2021. Well, here's the book. I, I debated him on this and he tried to gaslight me like he did Candace Owens and DC Drano and say, oh, you didn't read the chapter, but I did read the chapter. So he wasn't able to do it to me. He wrote a book September 13th, 2022. Guys, it's not that long ago. 2022, a year and like seven months after January 6th or a year and eight months after January 6th. And he wrote a book called The Nation of Victims in which he dedicated a whole chapter into saying what he said there. He thinks that January 6th was disgraceful. He thinks that Trump is milking, pretending to be a victim. He thinks that Trump is no better than Stacey Abrams. They're both sore losers. There's no evidence of election fraud. Trump's a liar. And Mike Pence is a respectable guy who did the respectable thing. So here's my thing. Do I care? Not really. Uh, you know, everybody could change. Everybody could grow. Everybody could learn. But am I supposed to believe that somebody went from crying on January 6th, whether I, and, and if he didn't cry, then he's lying. Why would you lie? Why would you go on? Do you think I go on Fox News and make up stuff? If I went on Fox News and said I cried about something I didn't cry, that's a red flag in itself. Why would you go on public television and literally make something up? If he really did cry, that's weird. To me, it just sounds like he's trying to be an actor and it's like, I cried tears of joy and then I cried and I was sad. It's like, it's over dramatic acting. Like you didn't really cry. But if you did, you're even less fit to run in general. You're too emotional to lead this country. You can't even not cry at an event that wasn't even nearly as crazy as they thought. So he was crying at the January 6th. He thinks that Trump's a victim, right? And then three months later, he's ultra MAGA, everything that you want him to be and more. He says everything. He crunches the data. He goes further right than Trump on almost every category. Um, but then he'll never criticize Trump and Trump likes him. So here's my thing. There's a lot of things Trump did good. There's a lot of things Trump didn't do. Vivek's not running to be the president. People say, I'm voting for him. He's not even trying to be the president. He's trying to please Trump and hope to get something out of it. And there's nothing, that's a smart move. He's not going to be president this time. So it doesn't make sense to challenge Trump because Trump will hate you. So it's like, he's running a fake campaign. I don't care. I think it's interesting. Maybe he moves the Overton window back. Maybe he turns out to be, I'm not knocking this guy's character. I hope Vivek ends up being the best politician ever, right? His history and stats are not in his favor, considering almost everybody besides Thomas Massey's lying, but I hope that he's telling the truth, right? With that being said, he's running this outsider campaign and Trump hates everybody who questions him. Trump's mad at, uh, he's mad at Candace Owens for asking him questions during an interview. He's mad at Megyn Kelly for asking him questions during an interview. He's mad at Ron DeSantis for challenging him on inflation and COVID stuff. He hates everybody who challenges him. He considers them traitors and unloyal. So if Vivek is running this serious campaign against Trump, which he's obviously not, everyone knows that, um, why would Trump like him? Trump likes him because he's not running against Trump. He's running against the people running against Trump and getting them out of the way.
I'm not asking people to like DeSantis. I'm not asking people to trust DeSantis. I don't care if people vote for DeSantis, Vivek, Trump, or write in Steamboat Willie. It doesn't matter to me. Good luck. God bless you. You know, let's see what Iowa does. That's the first important step. With that being said, it's like clearly to me, this was always a campaign to get Trump's haters out of the way or get the people that actually could beat Trump out of the way. And DeSantis's campaign, I think through some of his own failures, I'm not asking him to play the victim, but Vivek coming around, Nikki Haley coming around, getting a lot of like the major donor money, and then Vivek coming around being the outsider. Um, that, like, to me, the most impressive outsider thing DeSantis did was he hired Joseph Ladapo for Surgeon General. I'm not saying DeSantis is perfect, I'm not asking you to vote for him, but he hired an outsider who's now asking to halt COVID 19 vaccinations in Florida. He's going further than anybody in the country to try to, you know. I would say stomp on big farmers agenda, whether you agree with it or not. So he, that's a real outsider. Joseph Latipo, Surgeon General, Trump never has hired anybody even remotely near that level and especially in a position to do something. So with that being said, to me, the most impressive thing DeSantis was doing was the fact that he U-turned on COVID stuff and he was really driving a wedge into the big pharma stuff. And now a pharmaceutical CEO pops up out of literally nowhere who went from crying on January 6th and writing books a year and a half later about how Trump is like Stacey Abrams. And now he's literally far right, ultra MAGA, everything that, you know, the uh, the crowd critical of Israel wants him to be, everything that Trump supporters want him to be, everything that Republicans that are, you know, ticked off want him to be or whatever. Uh, he's all of those things. And he literally squashes the shine that DeSantis had of criticizing the pharmaceutical industry and pushing against them. And now his campaign like means nothing. And Trump likes the guy that's rivaling him. Why? Because he's not running against Trump. He's like running this campaign to wipe everybody else out of the way to make Trump an easy victor and also maybe get a cabinet position or something. So, you know, to me, uh, when I first heard Vivek, I've interviewed him. I had a debate with him. I had to squeeze like two hours into like 20, 15 minutes. So it was very difficult. Unfortunately, I would love to have been more patient and listen and, and, and really respond calmly. But I had like 10 minutes to, to do a, an interview that nobody did. And, he, you know, I wanted to just I, I wasn't going to just talk in circles for a half hour. So I tried to like be rapid fire and it was a little off putting to some, but I, I had no other choice. It was either that or talk about nothing in circles and let them derail the conversation. But after the interview, people had said to me, like, did your opinion change? Um, I don't hate the guy, but no, it, it didn't really change. Like my intuition when I heard him the first time, like I had heard him months before everybody really knew who he was and he wasn't like that popular, but he was starting to get popular. I have pretty strong intuition and I, I go with my gut. Also, I go with like things that I hear. I knew he was a pharmaceutical CEO. Me personally, no disrespect to any pharma. I have friends that work in pharma and they do work like there's a lot of people in America work in pharma because they run damn near everything. But in general, it's like I don't hate people who work in the pharmaceutical industry. But after the Trump era, after he got completely run over by the pharmaceutical industry, after what happened to us in 2020, and I determined if you're not willing to quash that, then you're not going to be a good leader. Like Trump's entire movement, in my opinion, failed because he couldn't stop the pharmaceutical lobby that he hired and let run all over his government. So the, I'm not voting for a pharmaceutical CEO. Like that's the last industry or the last person that I would want to run my party. And it's not me being hateful. It's like, why would you want that? And then also it's like, does this guy have this track record of like the last five, six years? What about someone like Thomas Massey or, or somebody that really supported Trump ethically and made all the right decisions during COVID? 
That's the type of leader I would want. From 2016 to 2023, you had seven years to prove you were loyal, seven years seven years to prove you cared about stuff. I'm not asking you to, to agree with everything Trump does, but like those are years where I'm trying to see who you are. Who was Vivek for most of those years? He was a pharmaceutical CEO. He was on Jim Cramer selling this drug that ended up collapsing. You know what I'm saying? Just being, he's on this network saying we live in a democracy. He's on this network saying we live in a republic. He's on Fox News saying he cried during the Capitol. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not who I want to lead the movement. Why would you? You have dozens of people who proved themselves from 2016 to 2023. It's like, all right, that guy's been here. That guy spoke out during lockdowns when America was on the line. That guy kept it real. Like, Republicans are so naive and easy to scam. Every scammer in the world looks at MAGA and is like, yo, these people are easy to scam. You know, it's like, just say the election was stolen. Like, you could probably put Dr. Fauci in a MAGA hat. And if he came out and said, I was tricked by the pharmaceutical industry, I'm a victim, you know, the election was stolen. And you know, here's my MAGA hat. You know, the, people would look at me and be like, oh, you're just a hater anomaly. He, he changed his ways. It's like, you think he changed his ways and everybody's allowed to change, but it's like that he wasn't there in 2016. I'm talking about Vivek now. Where was he in 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, even 2022, the end of 2022, he's writing a book calling Trump a professional victim saying he's as bad as Stacey Abrams and he's lying and Mike Pence did the right thing. I'd, I would respect Vivek more if he said that he still believes that because he probably still does believe all those things. He just doesn't want to say it to you because he knows if he says that to you, you're not going to like him. And in order to get any power in the Republican Party, you just have to lick Trump's boots. If you don't lick Trump's boots, you're going to end up like DeSantis. DeSantis comes out, says Trump did this, 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 and this wrong, and he's completely right. But people don't want to hear it. They don't want results. They want fantasy cosplay. They want a, a, a character they like. They don't want. They don't care that DeSantis is calling out all Trump's flaws. They hate DeSantis for it. So what does Vivek do? He just tells you what he wants to hear. But one of two things is true. Either he literally flipped on a dime within four months and went from crying to like ultra MAGA. Highly unlikely. I mean, it's not that hard to figure out that you don't have like character shifts random for what? What changed from September 2022 till now? It's not like he thought that way for a few months and got the input. He's running as a Republican. What do you need to say as a Republican? Data input, data output. Here's what they want to hear. They just tell you what you want to hear. But if someone's willing to tell you what you want to hear and lie to you, knowing that they don't believe it, just then then you're following like an actor, you know? So either way, like it, it's not adding up. Um, and, and one of the things I, I said, just to rehash it for this, like, is there data of him being able to sell something that's not as good as what he says or being able to be a really good salesman? Absolutely. One of his biggest pharmaceutical come-ups that put him into the mainstream they were writing all these articles how this young pharmaceutical CEO has the largest biotech IPO in modern history. And it's like, it's this huge success. He was on Jim Cramer. You want to watch who he was before he ran as a Republican? Watch his Jim, find his Jim Cramer. He was on Jim Cramer telling him about this miracle Alzheimer's drug or miracle drug that was going to work this and that. The stock went from $200. He made this tour. He raised so much money, IPO on all the television. He's the darling of the pharmaceutical world with this mega amazing drug. The stock went from around $200 to under a dollar. It was one of the biggest like collapses in recent history in the biotech industry. Um, so how many people do you think he convinced that that drug was going to work or he thought that drug was going to work or the data proved it? Um, everybody makes mistakes, but to me, in the pharmaceutical industry, 
either you revolutionize the world with some amazing drug like an antibiotic that's never been seen before that's so amazing that you make a fortune or you're pretty much just a scammer. You know, the whole industry is based on scams, in my opinion. It's like a, the scammiest industry in America. They've settled some of the largest criminal fines. Like it's, I don't, I'm not mad at everyone who works in the pharmaceutical world, but the last thing America needs is a pharmaceutical CEO to run the Republican party after a pharmaceutical lockdown. And the fact that people don't even see that just shows why Republicans are too weak to accomplish anything. It's not like I'm asking you to hate him or never vote for him or whatever, but like, do you have a spine? No then you you lose. You know what I'm saying? Do you have a brain? No, then you like, you're just a fan. You're just a cheer. You're like a high school cheerleader that gets emotional at the thought of, of using your brain and your soul and your strength that God gave you. So, you know, with that being said, like I've floated this idea in the last couple of months, cause I don't really know what's going on, but with say like Bernie Sanders versus Hillary Clinton, Bernie challenged Hillary more than Vivek challenges Trump. I don't like Bernie. I don't trust Bernie. Bernie showed his true colors. It was not hard for me to realize that he was a phony a couple months after it. I gave Bernie some time because at first, if you watch a lot of his speeches and statements, he was challenging Hillary harder than Vivek challenges Trump. And then at the end of his campaign, he just funneled everybody back to Hillary, even though it was perceived as he was taking on Hillary. He was pretty much lying like he had no maybe he wanted to win the election. Maybe he didn't. But in general, you know, right back in line, political uh, revolution over everything I said, nah, you know, just vote for Hillary. And most people realize that he was full of crap. With Vivek, he's not challenging Trump at all. He knows who the cash cow is. He knows who the leader is. He's not running a real campaign. He's not trying to beat Trump. He's literally just doing everything that Trump's not doing without criticizing Trump. And it's going to be a funnel right back to Trump. Here's some further right things that Trump will never say. Go back to Trump. Here's some things that nobody will say. Go back to Trump. Here's some deep truths about the pharmaceutical industry. Go back to Trump. You know, it, it, it's a funnel back to Donald Trump in which he's not even trying to challenge it. So I'm wondering, you know, I'm not saying this is for sure, but the elites can look at a movement and they could see when they're losing people. Like, what do people want? They want this. They want this. They want this. If you look at all these things that people want, you didn't get very many of them the first term. Like the border is open. It's Biden's fault that he's letting so many people in. But if you look at deportation numbers and the amount of people that went over, it's like the Overton windows just move forward. Too many people got through next to, in, during Trump, like way too many people got through and, and the border was not secure during Trump. But during Biden, it's like 10 times less secure at the point that I'll vote for Trump over Biden just because I think the border being secure is one of the biggest issues. This country's not even going to be a country if Biden wins again and leaves the border open. But in general, it's like, you know, you have data from all these things he didn't do. It's like, did he did he did he drain the swamp? No, he hired the swamp. Did he, you know, not take money from from lobbyists and pharmaceutical lobbyists and big donors? No, he did take money. And then he sold out his administration just like everybody else did. And then he flip flopped during COVID and basically didn't really do that much. And after COVID, you could really show your true, true colors. Who are you going to pardon? You're out of office. What are you going to declassify? Trump worked for the elites. All his pardons were for the elites. Everything he did was for the elites. He did nothing cool or interesting on his way out of office, like to expose anything for the people. And then he ran around Newsmax, Fox News and, you know, suck up journalists and just talked about how great his vaccines were for two or three years. Like Trump in no way, shape or form was taking them on. So now you have a guy Vivek that's claiming to take them on, but he won't criticize the guy who didn't take them on. And he's going to funnel all his votes. Like I believe that smart people that don't want conservatives to do anything, 
they realize here's these topics that people really want to hear. Nobody's saying them. How do we jump in front of everyone else that's talking about that stuff and get somebody that will suck up all those people and then push them right back to where we want them to go? It's like a sheep herding operation. It's like there are people who didn't cry on January 6th, who didn't write a book saying Trump is a sore loser like Stacey Abrams and then flip flop in three months and say he never thought of it that way the other way. There are people that weren't pharmaceutical CEOs that weren't, you know, uh, that, that were present during the pandemic. And these are people that now are, are nowhere to be found because this guy hops up and says, I'm that guy. All these things that you want, even though I was nowhere to be found two, three years ago, and I was literally crying over January 6th, like literally no conservative ever. Even most Democrat men don't cry over it. That's insane. But now I'm the guy to get all of this stuff and I'm going to put you right back to where they want you to go. And when it comes to like, you know, the Epstein stuff, I know that the media is now trying to say that Trump was in on it. And a lot of Republicans aren't going to believe it because the media lies about everything. And of course, if there was a bunch of politicians doing stuff with Epstein, including Clinton, everybody, you know, they're going to want to just blame Trump. That's that's what they would do. So it's like nobody's going to believe no matter what comes out about Trump with Epstein, you know, no one's going to believe it in the Trump movement. It doesn't matter. Like they could have pictures, videos, you know what I'm saying? They could have everything, but it's like, that's fake news. They're just trying to blame it on Trump. I believe he's being framed, right? Understandable why people feel that way. The media's lost their trust. But if you look at Trump's cabinet, if you look at who he hired, if you look at who he took money from, if you look at who he put into positions of power, his cabinet reeks of somebody that's compromised by Epstein. I'm not saying he for sure was, but it's like, who's the guy? I've said this in my last few podcasts because it's true. Who gave Epstein a sweetheart deal that stopped the investigation into Epstein and blocked the federal government from investigating any further to find out what he really did. It was a guy in Florida named Alex Acosta. He's the one, go to his Wikipedia page, look it up. He's the one who originally stopped the investigation from happening and saved Epstein from really doing anything. I don't, I don't believe he went to jail. He got some weird plea deal where the feds had to stop. He didn't get in that much trouble and nobody could look in further into that topic. Trump hired that guy for his cabinet. Look at the people Trump hi uh, 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 pardoned. He pardoned a bunch of foreign spies that literally, if you go back in time and do your research, you could find out that they were talking about this. And I believe at one point Netanyahu, this is this was in Israeli news like decades ago, that he offered up like some sort of Monica Lewinsky thing to try to pardon this Israeli spy. And he was willing to like trade it. And, like So it's like, what? You know, you start like, like what, what? You know what I just said? Google it. Look it up. It's like crazy. So it's like all if you look at how Trump, how Trump ran his administration, who Trump hired, who Trump pardoned, who Trump put in powerful positions, what Trump didn't do, you know, who was uh, who did Trump hire? Bill Barr. If you search Epstein Barr, you'll find two things. One, Epstein Barr is a virus. Very bizarre. The Epstein Barr virus or Epstein and, and Bill Barr's father had a relationship. They did some sort of teaching thing together. So it's like that's who Trump hired. Epstein, you know, it happened mysteriously that no guards on Trump's watch. I believe Bill Barr was the attorney general at the time. And Trump has the guy that gave him the sweetheart deal. And is like, he's you, like, if you are emotional about politicians, you'll say Trump's totally not in on it because I heard something about Mar-a-Lago. Sure. I hope not. I hope he's not. I hope real justice is served and I'm not suggesting anything. But if you look at how he 
ran his cabinet, it, it reeks of somebody who's compromised. You think he just hired Mitch McConnell's wife by mistake and all these people, like everyone Trump hired just happened to be the swamp. It's like a classic controlled op, like, oh, you know. And then if you talk about America first, there's videos of Trump after the election on this guy's, I forget his name, but he's on Hoffman or something. I forget, not, not Hoffman. I don't know his name. Anyway, I'd have to look it up. Ari something. Trump goes on this guy's radio show and Trump says, Israel used to control all of Congress. And, and I want that to happen again. Like they should control all of Congress. Why would a president that's America first and conservative, why would he be on a radio show saying, I want a foreign country to control our Congress? That's not crazy to anybody. Like, I don't care how much you like that country or if you live there. Would anyone say that in another country? Would Russia say that about America? Would Israel say that about America? Would would Saudi? Hey, I want 100% of our cabinet to be controlled by a foreign country. Trump says this stuff in interviews and everybody just ignores it. The whole Republican movement now is like a brainwashed, controlled ob cult of personality where the biggest grifters literally just milk MAGA dry because they know they're easy to trick. Like Dr. Fauci could put a MAGA hat on and say the election was stolen and he'd be probably speaking at turning point next year. Like the, the movement's a joke, you know? Nobody does reporting, nobody does journalism. It's just one big controlled op hangout where everybody just sniffs each other's butts and say it smells like roses. But it's like, I can't tell you what's going on. I'm not the attorney general, it's not up to me, but if you just do basic research, it's like his cabinet reeks of somebody that is completely compromised and not America first. But, you know, everybody, the main narrative in MAGA is like every mistake he made is just a mistake. He got fooled. He got tricked. He ran around selling vaccines harder than Bill Gates just randomly. He doesn't care. like it's a joke. So it's like now you have this new guy who is a pharmaceutical CEO who cried during January 6th. That's the leading Republican further right candidate than Trump that that that's totally going to take on the deep state and all these things yet he never challenges Donald Trump when he was on my show my interview I was talking about you know because a lot of people brought up that he had a Soros scholarship from Soros's brother they call him the silent Soros in the press I forget his name Paul and Daisy Soros and you know uh Vivek had a scholarship or a grant from that Soros brother. And everybody started pointing that out. Now, I'm not saying that ruins your candidate qualification or anything, but like when people pointed it out, Vivek literally lied about it. He went in the press, he went on MSNBC, my show and others. And he started saying, you know, I, I had no money at the time. I needed the money like any broke college student. But, you know, then reports came out that he was making millions of dollars that year and, and multiple years prior. So it's like, if you were broke and you needed the money and you got the scholarship, it's not a big deal. If you were rich and you already had millions of dollars and you wanted money, you, you didn't need the money, but you wanted it anyway. That's also understandable. Free money. Why not? But if you're going to sit there and look in the camera like he does and say, I was broke, I needed the money when he wasn't broke, he's lying. It's it, it, like, why are you lying about that? Did you really cry on January 6th? Probably not. He's probably lying. But it's like, you know, people can't pick up on these and they're like, it's just a mistake or he's changed. It's like, I'm, I'm fine with him changing. But why does he have to lie at every turn about little things like that? You know, and because people aren't smart or honest enough to pick up on it. So that's the path to, to victory. But in general, it's like, okay, with that money being taken, um, it's something. It's it's like, that's interesting, you know? And then there's other elements to certain things he's done. It's like, that's not, it's not like disqualifying, but why does nobody want to ask these questions? It's just like, oh, no, no, no. He's totally changed within three months and he's everything I want him to be, even though he wasn't seven months ago. Like, 
that's not a normal or natural place to change for me. I'm not here to tell people when to change, but I know certain liberals that say like during the George Floyd riots, like I, you know, my house almost got burned down and that made me realize that the left wing was insane. It's like, that makes sense. You know, I've heard multiple people say that, that those riots made them wake up and realize that like liberals didn't give a crap about them. Okay. I remember there's, I'm not going to say who, but there's one MAGA rapper. That's like a new MAGA rapper that had a hit song. God bless the guy. Don't know. But I heard a debate with him and they're like, when did you become a Trump supporter? And he's like, you know, when Biden botched Afghanistan. And it's like, maybe that's a possibility. But like, so you're saying for like five to six years that like you didn't like Trump, like when he was cool and doing cool stuff. And then you only started liking Trump when Biden botched Afghanistan. Like that sounds like a random time to like i don't know that doesn't seem to really add up but maybe i'm just not personally buying it like the way uh the way that vivek talks he talks to me like somebody that's trying to sell you something like a car salesman like oh, I'm, I'm, I'm like obama you know what i'm saying like this is how i've done like the, day one when i heard him i'm like listen, listen to this guy i'm like no i i can't i'm not gonna sit through a podcast with this guy he sounds like someone trying to sell me something he sounds like someone who put on a suit to try to like convince me that they're telling the truth, but it's not authentic or organic. It doesn't sound real. That's not how anybody talks. Nobody wakes up in the morning and talks like that. Like Obama didn't talk like that. He didn't talk like you train yourself to talk that way in order to like sound like a guy who sounds like a guy, you know, it's like that it doesn't, it, it doesn't vibe. It never vibed with me. But then when I started kind of looking into it, so to wrap it up, I'm going to read a few comments later. People could think whatever they want, but this is this is my uh, summary, personally. Uh, I do think that the conservative MAGA movement, Patriot, America First movement, whatever you want to call it, of tens or hundreds of millions of people that seem to love their country, they don't seem completely pathetic, they understand why liberty from the government is important, and they don't want to just give up their future. You are the type of movement that would make somebody that wants to ruin your country or just obliterate your country make them nervous, make them feel like, okay, those are the people that would stop us, not the useful idiots on the left or these people. It's going to be those people. If you don't think that they're going to try to put somebody at the front of your movement, they already have. The guy leading your movement used to donate to Hillary Clinton, hired the entire swamp, literally his cabinet reeked to somebody who was compromised, literally sold his own people out to the pharmaceutical industry and ran around hawking the globalist vaccine harder than Bill Gates for three years and doesn't even have to apologize now because his base is too weak and stupid to even call him out for it or care about it because they're constantly driven by media narratives into thinking he's some massive victim and they can't possibly talk about it now because there's a new narrative that the left created six months ago. So it's like, it's not only not, it's not only possible that they'd want to put somebody in front of this movement. They already have. It's not only possible that they'd want to, you know, uh, create a moment that drives you back into the hands of that person without scrutiny, because it's already proven that they've done that in order to elevate candidates in the past that they thought were easy to beat, or perhaps that they didn't care if they won or not, because those those uh, candidates, even if they won, they weren't really going to do anything. I don't know their true objective, but when you think of a Pied Piper, it's not like, oh, I want the Pied, they called it the Pied Piper strategy. It's not like, oh, the Pied Piper strategy, the Pied Piper is secretly a good guy that we want to elevate because then, you know, we think we could beat him. No, a Pied Piper is somebody that leads all the kids to the ocean and kills them. So it's like, maybe that was their plan the whole time. I have no idea. But in general, if you haven't thought that they would do that, you're wrong. You know, I'm not saying Trump or Vivek are necessarily in on it. You don't have to come to those same conclusions. But if you haven't even considered it, 
you're losing because they're these people are not playing checkers they're not afraid of an election they're and and the the biggest lie that people have been brainwashed into i think on, on loop and me saying this is going to bother probably more than half my audience because this is such a mainstream narrative in the trump republican right right now that they haven't even thought about it they don't care if you talk about the stolen 2020 election because 2016 was an election you won and nothing changed nothing changed when you won the election checkers is saying we had the election stolen from our guy chess is it doesn't matter if your guy wins they win anyway the fed is still going to print the money the pharmaceutical lobby is going to run all over you and the foreign country of their choice is going to dictate your policy whether you like it or not and get trump desantis or any or even rfk or one of these people to pass laws to make it illegal for you to even talk about it which is what they're doing right now and they've already done it and i've proven it since 2018 2019 so it's like checkers is the 2020 election was stolen because they fear donald trump 2016 is i mean the chess is he won in 2016 and it didn't matter unless you believe that mysteriously it just ended up in lockdown by a mistake or whatever like i'm sure they 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 would rather have biden it's like with Biden, they'll probably get like 99% of what they say. With Trump, they'll probably get like 90% of what they what they want or whatever, you know, but maybe not because I think they want to start a war with Iran and Trump will probably start the war faster than Biden. So they might cart Biden's ass out and all the donors are going to uh, switch to Trump probably. And you're going to think you made some big win. That It's like, I'll vote for Trump because of the border. But if you look at what's going on on colleges, it's the same dynamic. There's this guy, Bill Ackman or whatever, that is like now this awakened guy who, you know, all of a sudden has figured out that the left is bad. And all these conservatives are like, oh, look, we're winning in the college campuses. They don't care about you. Has nothing to do with Claudine Gay being a plagiarist. Did she plagiarize? It seems that way. Do they care? No, she could have plagiarized a thousand times. It's Zionism. She went against Zionism and you're only allowed to do socialism and Bolshevikism if you support Zionism. If you don't, the donors will pull it out and and, uh, and put it in someone else and you'll think it's for you. It's not for you. They don't care about you. Look at that guy's Wikipedia. Look at his wife. Or, or You know, it's like the, she got... she. It's like, apparently, uh, this is literally on Wikipedia. It's like they got a massive donation to a lab from Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, yeah, they're really they're really fighting for you. No, they've realized that the left wing are going against their agenda. So now they're going to donate to other people because that's what people who donate money to politics do. They don't give a crap about you or left wing or right wing. They pay both sides to get certain agendas. If you could pay Biden and pay Trump, Let's do an example with the pharmaceutical lobby. You pay them both and it doesn't matter who wins. You get your guys in office. Trump won. He didn't stop them. He put them into power, perhaps even more than some Democrats ever have. Trump sold out to, farm, to the pharma lobby more than anyone. They don't care who wins. And it's the same thing with they'll fund a school for 20 years and claim to care about liberalism. They don't care how much it melts down or how much trans agenda they put. Like None of that means nothing. As long as they do the bottom line of why they're giving the money and the second that they don't, they pull it and they might put it into the right wing. And then it's going to be a giant cattle battle where a bunch of Republicans and Democrats fight over stuff that doesn't even matter. And then, you know, people like low IQ gatekeepers like Michael Knowles and, and these type of people will tell you you're winning the college battle because now the donors are giving you money. It, it was never about you. It's not about you when they donate to the left and it's not about when they donate to the right. It's, it's about what they want to do their agenda, their politics. And the second that the right wing doesn't favor their agenda and their politics, they'll pull the money and give it to someone else. And that's happening right now. And in a lot of those categories, Trump isn't a threat. 
Trump is a threat because he wants to close the border. Trump is a threat because he's the gatekeeper of the people that do want stuff. So if he wins and doesn't do it, it's going to be very difficult for him to not do it, even with his cult-like following, because he's got the people that want something done. But besides that, he's not really a threat. Like he's doing all those things. It's just like, you know, if Biden wins, they'll just do it and you'll and you'll just complain about it. If Trump does it, it's going to be a lot harder for him to balance the books because it's like on one hand, he's brainwashed everybody in, into thinking that like he's totally on their side. But on another hand, like people at the end of the day, like they're not going back into lockdown. If Trump doesn't close the border, people will, I think, push him to do it a little bit, like even though they like him a lot. Like we've already seen what four years of patience looks like. You don't you don't get anything for patience in politics. You could pass an executive order on day one and change the tides immediately. So there is, you know, I think the base has at least learned that. So in some ways, yeah, he's a bigger threat, but in many ways he's not. And it, it determines whether people figure out what's going on or not. So with, uh, you know, before I get to comments, I think that Vivek is very smart. I think he's running a very intelligent campaign. I think it's data driven. I, I I truly believe he's like conservative chat GPT. The guy is a walking algorithm. He's a genius. He crunches the numbers and figures out what people want. And he gives you exactly what you want the same way chat GPT does. He's genius. He's using AI and like, he's smart. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. This is not me hating on him. This is me complimenting him. He's running the smartest campaign. He's the smartest candidate. And, uh, you know, this technology is available for everybody and it's being used by Facebook and Google. So why, if you want to win a campaign, why wouldn't you use that? Um, he's, he's running the best campaign by far. Um, he's not challenging Trump because it's st strategically not smart to Trump will probably be the nominee. Vivek's not running a real campaign against him. And if Vivek told you the full truth and ran a campaign against Trump, you would hate him because Republicans and conservatives, they don't want the truth. And I'm not saying to like DeSantis, but when DeSantis tells the truth about Trump, two minutes, right? I don't care whether you like him, hate him, want to vote for him or not. He'll tell the truth about inflation. He'll tell the truth about Trump. He'll tell the truth about him hiring the swamp and him not deporting people. Like it's all verified at this point, but people get mad at DeSantis. Like they get more mad at him for telling the truth than they do when he lies. Like that's the MAGA movement lie in favor of Trump and you'll be rewarded. Tell the truth and that doesn't make him look good and we'll hate you. They hate the truth. So it's like Vivek sees that. You can't tell people what he probably really believes. He wrote the book in September 2022. He believes that Trump is a sore loser like Stacey Abrams and he's a fake victim and he lied about stuff and Mike Pence did the right job and he cried on January 6th, right? We'll play the clip again. This might be controversial to say, but I think that when I saw the disgrace that unfolded at the footsteps of the Capitol on January 6th, I, I cried. I was in tears when I watched on television that day. You can't be the Republican nominee and you can't get popular in the Republican Party being that person. And you can't get popular in the Republican Party being the person that he was in September of 2022. He's got the data. He's got the algorithms. He knows you gotta speak a lot of truth that Trump's not willing to speak go further than Trump, be realer than Trump, be more extreme than Trump, but don't cross his path. It, that's the way to be successful in MAGA. And here's the thing. It's because people can't face the truth. So I don't know, you know, I think that's self, self accountability from people. Like if people don't want it, then why would someone give it to you? You know, I don't like, that's like not their fault. That's our fault for not wanting to hear the truth. Um, but you know, I part of me thinks that he might move the Overton window back to the middle and he's doing a great job, right? 
Um, part of me thinks that they identified that there is a, a growing hunger further than Trump, further than even DeSantis. And there's a, there's a growing group of tens of millions of people who know that the political system's full of shit. And they've even come to the conclusion that Trump's not doing enough. How do we get those people back to, to the establishment? How do we get those people back to the candidate that's not going to rock the boat that much? Like it's, it's like a sheep herding back and it also elevates above anybody who was there when America needed them. And it takes all those energies, like people that were willing to call out the lockdown, like they're, they're not, they're, they're, they're being astroturfed right now by this guy who's being propped up and in independent media, um, you know, the, the Vivek campaign sucked the DeSantis campaign dry. That was the only edge that DeSantis had on Trump. DeSantis did a better job with lockdowns. DeSantis did a better job with COVID. DeSantis hired more outsiders. DeSantis actually knows how to wield power and Trump just throws his hands in the air and blames other people. Like DeSantis had a lot of edges on Trump and all of them were wiped away. Some of them by Vivek taking the outsider energy. A lot of it just by Trump. He's a Trump is like a social genius. You know, like Trump is very smart, very successful. He knows how to lobby people without necessarily paying them. Like everything's a social circle. It's a Mar-a-Lago hangout. Every time I see influencers that I've determined are not really telling the truth or they're kind of phony, I go to their Instagram 10 out of 10 times. They're with Don Jr. They're here. They're here. It's like a it's like a high school hangout. So it's like you don't you lose. You you're kicked off the, that boat if you ever do journalism. And this was mentioned by Megyn Kelly. And I don't fully trust her either, but she had said when Trump ran the first time that he kept inviting her to Mar-a-Lago. And she said, I didn't want to go because I didn't want to be a compromised journalist. And she said that Morning Joe was always at Mar-a-Lago. So it's like this idea that Trump, like he's been friends with these people and, and there's a dynamic of like hating him in order to get a lot of press. Maybe Morning Joe turned on Trump, maybe not. Maybe it just created this left-right paradigm in order to like keep both sides drooling. But Megan said something that made sense where it's like she didn't want to go a bunch. Like I've, I've been invited to the White House under Trump. I know where the opportunities are. But at the end of the day, you know, I have to just be honest and authentic. And if that ruins relationships, that's what it is. Like I'm not here to be a fake shill. I'm here to do analysis. I'm here to tell the truth. I want to fix America. I don't want to like half fix America, but half sell out and like. You can't do that. You can't, and that's what's happening to a lot of Republicans is they 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 can't tell the truth. They can't do real. They're they're done. Their their careers done, and their social influences are done. And I think Vivek is very smart to realize that. It's like that's where it is. Say this, but don't go here, and hope to you know get a position. So let me know what you guys think. But uh, that's my take. I personally, I'll just be very transparent. I don't care if people disagree on certain topics. I mean, some of these like only time will tell. I do think Trump's controlled opposition. I do think Trump's cabinet was compromised. I don't think he's really a threat, but I think he leads the movement that is a threat. And, you know, he basically has a monopoly on it. So, you know, I don't consider him an outsider at all, but I'll vote for him over Biden only because of the border policy alone. Biden's open borders is going to destroy America in like a, a week. You know, if he keeps this up, it's it's terrible. With Vivek, um, I'm in, I'm highly impressed with his intelligence. I'm highly impressed with his like data driven chat GPT algorithm campaign. I'm highly impressed with uh, his ability to you know, a uh, debate left-wing reporters, you know, I'm highly impressed with a lot of things he does. A lot of things he says, I'm highly impressed that he's willing to go on podcasts and have debates and discussions. A lot of things really impressed me, but, uh, I've never trusted him. I still don't, I don't, 
I, I would never vote for somebody that wasn't there during the pandemic and didn't really say or do that much. I, I don't, um, I don't trust it. And also at the end of the day, like, I don't, I hope he gets a position and gets to prove himself. But, uh, yeah, for me, you know, I demand a little more and I don't, I think he's a really good actor and a really good salesman. Like, I don't think you can go from crying over January 6th and saying Trump's a, a victim and he's Stacey Abrams. I don't think you can go from that. And then three months later with no new information, just turn into ultra MAGA. Like that's not a normal character arc. I think that he ran as a Republican and he started crunching data. You're not going to get popular in the Republican party telling the truth about that or, or challenging their narrative about that. You're only going to get popular if you ride Trump's coattails. So he started doing that. And I personally watching the clip, I don't think he really cried. I mean, like it, why would you cry watching January 6th, like you cried. I didn't even cry when the lockdown happened. Like something devastating can happen to our country. I'm not going to cry. Like, wh what are you, a woman? What are you, like a four-year-old? I, I think he's lying. And if you're willing to lie, I mean, if he cried, it's disqualifying just for being such a big baby. Oh, January 6th, I'm crying. I'm Vivek. Boo-hoo. If you cried, it's disqualifying. If you didn't cry, you're lying. If you're willing to lie over that on Fox News to act like you're like, you know, middle of the road, what else are you willing to lie about? It's the same concept of when he said that I took the Soros scholarship money because I was broke and I needed the money. He made millions of dollars for years prior than that, according to, 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 to reports and campaign, you know, information that came out. So it's like, why would you lie about that? Just say, yeah, I had millions of dollars, but it's free money. Like you're, you're, you're faking this story. You're faking this story of like, oh, I was so broke and I'm just like you, but they're not. You know, it's like if you're if you were, then if you were a rich kid, you're a rich kid. If you're broke, you're broke. I don't hate you either way. I know great people that were born rich and, and their parents are awesome. And I know great people that came from nothing. And then vice versa. It's like, who aren't just tell the truth about who you are, you know? Like it would be like if I had five million dollars in the bank account and I'm like, oh, I was so broke, I had to take a Soros loan. And then you find out I had five million dollars in the bank account. Like, why would you trust, you know, like people are so dumb in this country. Like why, why do you trust Trump? I'm not asking you to not vote for him, but why do you trust him? If you trust Donald Trump after 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, and 2023, you're a sucker. Like you, you could vote for him, vote for him over DeSantis, vote for him over Vivek. You trust him. You're an idiot. Why would you trust him? He goes on television and says his vaccine saved a hundred million lives. He hired the swamp he like cries about everybody who says anything. He's like the petty, like, why would you trust anything that he did? Like, you know, so it's like with Vivek, he can earn my trust and earn my respect. And in many ways he's, he's earned my respect in the fact that he's an intelligent guy running an intelligent campaign, but history is on my side, proving that how many times has this happened? Obama was the exact same way. Where did he come from? He has no track record. He must be telling the truth. And then he gets an office and he doesn't do anything. You know, I hope that Vivek gets a chance in some office, but it's like, I'm not crazy and I'm not hateful for connecting dots that people can't connect. You know, like the evidence is on, okay, prove it to me. You know, not like, oh, I believe it because the elites are smart. They understand that movement's getting out of control. Let's wrangle that movement back in. That movement wants more, you know? And it's the same thing. Like, I, I want to use one example real quick. I, I don't like to label people like crazy, like you're this or you're that, because the media does that. But I'm just going to say like the further right, I don't know how to really describe it, but I'm going to say the right wing that 
is very critical of Israel and thinks that Israel controls America's politics and thinks that, you know, America should be America first. Like, you know, there's a further right that that goes further than Trump and DeSantis. And they don't like DeSantis because they think he sold out to Israel. But all of these people that I follow, they're all pretending like Trump is so different. They're like, I want Trump to be this. And, that. and it's like, look at Trump's like Trump is the same as DeSantis on that topic. So you cannot like that DeSantis does it, but why are you guys pretending like Trump's also not doing all those same thing? Like it doesn't, everybody's so fake in this movement. It's like Trump is like an idol for them and they just don't want to let him go. So they have to lie about everything and make like false equivalencies. It's like, look who he hired, look at his cabinet, look at who he pardoned, look at what, look at how he governed, look at what he did for Israel, look at the speech laws he passed. He passed the same ones as DeSantis. Like on what planet is Trump sticking it to the country that he literally doesn't stick it to at all because he's literally just as subservient to them as any politician in the Republican Party. Like it's just so strange to me to watch like the devolution of the movement and watch like so many people just lie and like, you know, role play. I don't understand the dynamic of it, but with Vivek, it's like once he came out, then people just like clung to him and they're like, oh, you're hateful, you're hateful. It's like, I'm hateful. Look at what I said in March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, three years from 2020 to 2022, right? Look at everything I said. Tell me where I lied. Tell me what I did wrong. I, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but it's like, I've proven myself. It wasn't, it wasn't popular to say what I was saying in 2020. It wasn't rewarding to to go against Trump on on issues like lockdowns. It's not like none of this was good for business or career or anything. It was just the truth. And I felt like I wanted to be great at what I did. Not a great, you know, coattail writer, but a great journalist, a great news analyst. What like I want somebody similar. I want somebody like a Thomas Massey that proved themselves, not somebody that was in China selling pharmaceuticals and on Jim Cramer selling this drug that wasn't going to work and largest IPO history that crashed to the ground and, you know, crying during January 6th. I'm not irrational for not wanting that as a president. Like, I don't want that as a president. I don't consider that a leader. Does he deserve a, a, a position? Of course, this party's so pathetic and so sold out. He's clearly one of the better ones because it's such a pathetically fake movement. But in general, it's like I'm not dumb enough or fake enough or, or, or like pathetic enough to be like, that's my leader. I'm, I love him. I bought all his books. Look at the full context of the video. I watched the full context of that video. He said that he blamed big tech for some of the January 6th situation. It doesn't change the fact that he said he cried at how disgraceful he thought it was when he probably never cried. He's just like an actor. He's a professional schmoozer you know he talks like this and says i cried on that day he didn't cry did he cry that's pathetic did he not cry he's like like that's you know that but that's what people want in this world they want to be fans and they want to be followers so you're following people that are smarter than you that's just the way it goes like if there's people with billions of dollars that have you know in financial institutions on their back and they could fund both sides they're smarter than you. They're richer than you. And if you don't have the money they have, you should have the brain and the soul and, and the vote. And if you can't exercise those freedoms that you do have or those advantages, and you just say, I'm a professional fan and I get mad at people who think smarter than me, then you deserve to lose. Like everyone's wrong in the Republican party. You're not a victim to Biden. You're not a victim of 2020 election. You're not a victim to demographic shift. It's all being earned. You're following liars. You're following Judas goats. You're following people that just show up out of nowhere and, and, and you don't even want to question it. Like, why would you win?
it's like a it's like one team is like really researching and studying and buying the best players and like really wanting to win the championship. And you're just like winging it and doing no research and, and, and giving yourself no advantages. Like the, there's advantages to be had when you have hundreds of millions of people on your side, but you're not using them. You're being controlled in loops by people that, you know, are not telling you the full truth. So let me know what you guys think. I'll read a few comments, but you know, I, I hope that they pan out, but I, I I don't think that things will pan out until Republicans actually like figure stuff out and ask more questions and demand better. If they don't demand better, it's the easiest thing to scam MAGA right now. Like look at some of the MAGA rap right now that's coming out. It's like eighth wave MAGA rap. It's like, just say things and people will throw money at you. You know, it's like it's so obvious. Um, someone said, what foods are high in terp terpenoline? I don't know. That's a conversation I'm not ready to get in. Someone said, how is Hunter Biden not involved with Epstein? I I'm, I don't know. That's another video. I know the Epstein stuff came out and they're trying to, uh, you know, say that Trump was complicit, which he probably was, but it's like, no one's going to believe it. You know, it's going to be like left and right. And this it's, it's going to be a crazy year. We'll see. Um, someone said, I cried when Merle Haggard died and I can't prove it. Grow up anomaly. You you trust somebody who cried during January 6th? Did you cry during January 6th? I mean, Dale Earnhardt is a guy who died. Like, Jan did you cry during January 6th? Let me know. Who, who here cried when January 6th happened? Someone said, all it takes is Jordan Peterson to cry for you to clean your bedroom. Let me see. Did anyone cry during January 6th? I didn't. I didn't cry when the lockdown happened. I didn't cry when Trump won the first time. I didn't cry when Biden won. I don't cry over like political events. Uh, no, someone said not me. Thomas Massey would make a great president for sure, but he's not. He's endorsing DeSantis. When people can commit an insurrection with only smartphones, that says a lot about U.S. national security. I hear you. Um, someone said I laughed and paid no attention. Someone said if he did cry, there's no way I could think of him as a man. Like, guys, we have, we're have we supposed to have the most badass movement in recent history where it's like a guy who cried over January 6th is, is going to be the most based guy in the world. It's, it's a joke. Someone said I cried when Cardi B became a Republican. Yeah, cried tears of joy or, or, or you were just sad to be on the same side as Cardi B. I don't think she's a Republican. I just think she's like, come on, man. Joe Biden, I don't know why she sounds like a barista, Hispanic, but, you know, she's like, Biden, why are you sending stuff to Ukraine, Israel? Yo, I'm not trying to get canceled, but why are we giving money everywhere, bro? Come on, what's up, Biden? You know, I don't know if she's a Republican, but she just she just realized that they're just giving money to Israel and Ukraine and, you know, not her friends in New York, so it pissed her off, which is a, which is a start, you know? Come on, Biden. What the hell, man? I, I'm trying my, my people trying to eat out here, boy. Why are you giving money to Ukraine? I'm just saying we got people starving. Based, based and Cardi B pilt. Um, someone said DeSantis and Massey are good friends. Massey and Chip Roy are campaigning for DeSantis. They are campaigning for DeSantis. I've seen that. Um, someone said I cry when animals are mistreated. Donna, that makes sense, you know. That, that makes more sense than crying over January 6th. Someone said, crying when I met you is an Aerosmith lyric. I was crying when I met you. 
I was crying at January 6th. I used to think Trump was a victim, but now I'm ultra MAGA within three months. That's the hidden, hidden Aerosmith song that never came out. Sorry for my terrible voice. Um, someone said, I cried when Chase overcame his fears in the last Paw Patrol movie. Listen, if you cried during that or you cried during Lion King, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a sad part. But like crying over January 6th, get over yourself. I, I cry. It, this is just what actors do. Like you guys can't tell the difference between authenticity and I, I cried at January 6th. I'm a cry. Oh, it's like he wants attention really bad. You know what I'm saying? No one cared about him. No one gave him attention. He had all the money in the world, yet he was getting 50 views on YouTube and no one gave a shit about him. So it's like, who am I? It's a democracy. It's a this, it's a that, it's a this. Jim Cramer, I got a new drug. I'm crying. It's like, you know, give like me, me, you know? And then finally something stuck and he's just running with the new shtick. Like no one cries over January 6th. Even like liberals don't cry over January 6th. They're like, get him, arrest him, you know? Insurrection. Or they're like, money, money, money. We're going to raise a fortune off this. You know, CNN's probably like, Auga. they're getting like paid. Someone said, I cried at your I like Trump song. <laughs> you did not cry over that. Stop lying. Jesse Smollett. Dude, I I have to confess. I cried when Jesse Smollett beat me with a Subway sandwich. He was like, he was like, do what I say. And I'm like, listen, Jesse, I'm not gay. Don't, 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 don't harass me like that. You know, and he's like, do what I say now. And I'm like, Jesse, do not, don't do that. And he's, and then he starts beating me with a foot long Subway sandwich. He's like, here's baloney to your face. I'm like, ah! And then I started crying. And then two Jack Nigerian guys showed up and they, you know, they tried to like slap me in, in a weird way, like baseball players do when they're walking out to the dugout. And it was all crazy. Like that's the only time I cried when Jesse Smollett tried to beat me over the head with a Subway sandwich. Like, um, you know, they were mixed tears. Part of me was excited to run away. The other part was sad that I just got violated. But, you know, my story checks out. I mean, did I report it? Uh, yeah, I reported it to Kamala Harris and, uh, you know, my Democrat friends, but not, not to the police now. Um, let me see. Someone said the garlic topping got in your eyes. So there, there's a lot, there's a lot going on there. Um, all right, Tyler, I'll read, I'll read your comment. Cause you wrote it like five times. You said Robert Clancy Freemason five hour video anomaly. You wrote it seven times. I respect the dedication. I read your comment. Um, someone said, I really did cry when Trump pardoned Kwame Kilpatrick Dude, Trump's pardon list. It just shows how obviously in on it he is like at the end of your presidency, that's when you could really show who you are. And then after your presidency, when you're just a citizen again, dude, Trump like literally is just like, I'm going to show you that I don't give a crap. And everyone's like, he cares about me. <laughs> sure. Um, someone said people argue that Trump didn't know. Well, they hate Hollywood. Trump had a Hollywood show. They say beauty pageants are super woke. Trump ran the biggest one. Trump ran knowing the issue. Well, the funny thing too is about like trans whatever, you know, it's like, oh, the slippery slope. Trump was literally before Caitlyn Jenner on the trans slippery slope. Before Caitlyn Jenner came out as a woman and won the woman of the year, whatever, Trump allowed a transgender uh, pageant lady, man, or whatever you want to call it, to to compete against the biological women. Um, Trump was before Caitlyn Jenner on the trans slippery slope. It's just, 
interesting. I like it, it is what it is, but it's like all these things that Republicans claim to care about. They're like Caitlyn Jenner did that. It's like Trump did it like three years before Caitlyn Jenner. That's true. Look it up. It, it's like okay, he like these things that people care about. Like he, I, I don't know. I guess it's just easy to trick people. You know, you just tell them what they want to hear and they just like love you. Like Americans are like programmed by sports and like, uh, like, like television shows, you know, we're like, I love Vivek. It's like, dude, I could have an easier time, like offending someone in your family than Vivek. And you didn't even know who he was a year and a half ago. And you'd literally probably like, like people love to just like worship these people. I was like, I'm not trying to be a hater. It's just like, I'm not voting for a pharmaceutical CEO after what happened in 2020. It's not happening. You know, I'm not doing it like and I don't I don't think that's the proper leadership for the for the party. If you do, then like stop. My only point is like just stop complaining. Like everyone, everyone on the right is like, we don't believe in victim mentality. It's not true. They're like black people need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. This is why people hate Republicans, because they'll tell black people and Hispanics and women and whoever. And they'll be like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, blacks. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, you know, they're like, all right. Black people, stop playing the victim, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and, and stop perpetually playing the victim. If you actually believe that, I got your back. And it's like, it's a, you know, it's a bold statement to make. Thomas Sowell, everybody makes it. Larry Elder, I, I actually 100% agree. I got your back. But if you say that and then you constantly play the victim all the time, this is why everyone hates you because you guys are hypocrites. Like I'm against trans slippery slope, but you're literally going to worship the guy who brought the trans slippery slope to America, Donald Trump, you know, with his pageants. Look it up. It's like you tell black and Hispanic and women not to play the victim, but you perpetually play the victim of the own election that your party sold you out on. Like Republicans are professional victims. Trump's the victim of this. I'm the victim of this. We're the victim. How are you the victim of the FBI that Trump hired the guy that's there now? Like you're, you're the victim. You're the victim of Stockholm syndrome. You're the Stockholm syndrome is when you fall in love with the slave master. That's what you're the victim of. You have Stockholm syndrome like the left does. And you keep running back to the person that said you up and acting like they're not setting you up it's like that's you know that like that's why people don't like it if you could be consistent in your message then it's like all right well that's a little harsh but they but they actually believe that like i realized through the trump and desantis thing if you paid attention to how influencers acted you realize that a lot of these trump people they don't actually believe anything they talk about it's all it's all like if it were a map it's like did trump say it then i believe it if he didn't i don't if DeSantis does it it's wrong if trump does it he's right all of these like edgy definites that people take they don't even believe them which makes everybody else not like them because it's like you don't even believe these like lines that you draw. You only have the lines for liberals or other demographics, but you don't even stick to them yourself or have the same self-awareness to apply it to yourself, which makes people despise you. And then they end up liking liberals better because they're degenerates, but they're not claiming to not be, you know, you find like an atheist liberal that wants to have like gay brothels and stuff. And they're not, they're not pretending to be Christians. They're like, I don't believe in God. They're like, I'm, you know, I'm in Congress. Like, having making love to, to people on camera like it's like ew but they're like i'm not pretending to do anything else and you're like all right and then some people prefer that but then you're like you know you'll have these like divorced wives like why don't you stop divorcing it's like if, if you did that then like maybe have a little bit of compassion for others that do it i'm not listen my life's not perfect but it's like if you do things i think it's better to have compassion 
for things that you also do. If you literally have no compassion for shit that you're doing and you're just yelling at other people, but then doing the same thing, naturally people don't like that. You know, they'd rather go to the degenerate that's not claiming to like do all these things, you know, like it doesn't work. Someone said, I cried when Obama made gay marriage legal. It was a spiritual thing from God via the Holy Ghost. Did you cry when he made gay? Did you really? I'm not judging you. I'm not mad at you. But like, did you literally cry? Like when Obama says, okay, the gays could get married like the straights. Okay. Okay. We've had enough of this straight homosexuality, homophobia. Okay. The gays can, okay, get married in churches now. Okay. And Macklemore's going to drop a bunch of weird propaganda music about gays. Okay. All right. Let's relive it. Did you cry? I'm not knocking you. I think that's like a righteous cry. You know what I'm saying? It's fast. Like, did you really though? Like I'm saying like tears coming down like that, that happened and you, and you just start bawling. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I just think it's like interesting. I just want to know if you're really being sarcastic or serious. I, I believe I cry at certain movies, you know, they just hit a chord and I just, I tear up, but uh someone said obama promised to fundamentally transform america he did he 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 fundamentally transformed gender into not mattering um someone said i was bent over a double weeping in the spirit nothing wrong with that that's a righteous cry that's that's the lord and you just throwing tears out your eyes i'm not mad at you i just wanted to know because sometimes people say things and i can't tell if they're being serious or not Someone said, what do I think about Ashley Babbitt? Did she F around and find out? I mean, here's what I will say too, to everybody that like is, is not saying this. If you go, and, and there's people that have all sorts of crazy theories about Ashley Babbitt. I don't. I assume that she was like a real Trump supporter that just got shot by a guy who shouldn't have shot her and didn't need to do that. But here's what I will say that nobody else will say. Everybody's playing the victim of that. First of all, if it were all real, which I think it was, if you go to her Twitter feed, it was filled with with like QAnon, Linwood, like the craziest like Trump is going to save the world. Like she believed that stuff. She believed she was going to the Capitol and Trump was going to arrest the deep state. She believed that she was going to the Capitol and Trump had a secret plan. She believed she was going to the Capitol and the police weren't really there for them. They were there. Like she believed all those theories. I looked at her uh, Twitter feed before they took it down. She was retweeting some of like the most cued out stuff ever. With that being said, you know, if you're one of these propagandists that told her this stuff and you're one of these people that allowed it and didn't counter it, it's like that's what happens when people, especially people that are in the military and have that in them. You know, if you've if you've been in the military you know, you have like a different switch. You've been at war. You've really done it. Like, you know, you, you could turn on and off real fast. Like it's, she believed all that stuff. And uh, when it didn't happen, like a lot of people, she freaked out, you know, it's like, and I'm not saying that the cop should have shot her. He shouldn't have, but it's like, she also shouldn't have jumped through the window. She shouldn't have been freaking out. Like these are also things that people won't admit. It's, it's like Republicans want their supporters to get set up and then they're going to like, why not take a little bit of accountability? And like, we should have countered some of that. Like we should have told the truth. We should have let them know. We hope that Trump has a plan or something, but at the same time, 
like this Q stuff is is nonsense. Like Simon Parks is a, is a pathological liar. X twenty two report is one of the most demonic grifters out there, brainwashing MAGA moms. I mean, that guy's a garbage person. But no, nobody wanted to do it. Everybody was acting like Linwood was telling the truth. Everybody was acting like these people were really had a plan. And a lot of people, not everyone, because some people handled themselves fine, but some people like freaked out because they're they're their fake reality is now melting down and in their head, they think it's what it's not. And now they're like, they think they're fighting some righteous battle that isn't even real, you know, for, for a bunch of people that couldn't give two shits about them. And all you have to do is look at the pardon list, which one of the nonviolent January Sixers who didn't die, who ended up in prison, which one of them got pardoned? None of them. Do you know who got pardoned? A foreign spy who, who, who was in jail for 20, 30 years in America, who sold our secrets to other countries. And, and, and Kwame Kilpatrick and, and, and a few rappers that, you know, I like Lil Wayne and Kodak Black is cool too, but it's like none of Trump's biggest supporters got, you know, nonviolent pardons. He doesn't give a crap about people. So, you know, as much as we could play the victim about that event and say that it shouldn't have happened, you know, can we take accountability? And what about all these grown men that lied to women like that and told them that these things were happening when they weren't? You know, these people are still lying to people every day. And guess what? All the MAGA people that are talking about Ashley, they don't counter that propaganda. They feed into it. They're, they're, they're raising the new era of these people that are going to get tricked again. So it's like how many people that use Ashley's name and say it shouldn't have happened, how many of them counter all the tr trumped out Q propaganda that led her to believe all this? That none of them. They go on these shows. They talk to these people. They don't counter them. They say, as long as you like Trump, it's fine. It, it's bullshit. Um, you know, and it's sad because it shouldn't have happened. And here's what I will say too. And this just shows both sides. I'm not saying it was right. I think the police could have used uh, less force. And I think that she shouldn't have jumped through the window or whatever the hell happened. But I don't think the police needed to do that. With that being said, if it were a Palestinian liberal protester that did that, all these Republicans saying they don't agree with it would be happy that they got shot. And it, vice versa. All these Democrats that claim that they care about the cops now, they don't give a shit about the cops. They hate the cops when it doesn't go against it. Both sides are fake. If you could take the Ashley situation and, and do it to a Palestine protester with the same exact situation, th everybody on the right is cheering it on and saying that they're getting what they deserve. So it's like both sides are full of shit. They don't mean anything they say. They have no moral standards. They don't believe what they like left-wingers like the police now because the police shot a trump supporter no they don't they just don't like trump supporters you know the the uh the rights mad at police now because they think they went too far if you could put a left-wing protester against brett kavanaugh who did the same exact things as ashley did all your favorite influencers would be like well you know back the blue uh they shouldn't have went in there you, sh you shouldn't have broke a law you know it's it's everyone's fake Someone gave me 70 czar. What is that? God bless you, bro. A genial and factual dude. Always honest and accountable. One cutting through lies. Stay strong. Stay strong. Strong. Q sent me. What is czar? I got to look that up because you're giving me currency that I don't even know what it is. Czar to USD. Oh, it's South Africa. Sweet. How much is how much is 70 czar? What are you throwing pennies at me? Um, how? Let me see. Czar to USD. What's 70 czar? Sorry, I've never heard of this currency. It's fascinating to me. Dude, I love South Africa. Shout out South Africa. We'll get it popping soon. 70 czar is, let's see. Sorry, I got to do this and then I'll read the other super chat. 70. Oh, it's $3.76. Thank you for that. Hopefully they convert it for me because I don't know where the hell, who's going to take my czar. Hopefully they convert it. I think they do. All right, I'm going to read another super chat. I think I got another one. Um, Oh, it's you again with more czar. Thank you. 
Same same message. All right. I'll take my seven bucks. Someone said Trump got $250 million on January 6th. Everyone else got prison and life ruined. Yeah, and how did he spend that money? The only one who I saw talk about that was uh was Cernovich. Cernovich kept saying that. He kept saying, where did the $250 million that Trump raised go? And everyone's like, shut up, you're a hater. And he's like, where's that money? He could be doing all these things with that money. Where's the money? No one can like it, it, the whole movement is like a setup. It's like a, a circular loop setup where once you get in trouble, they raise a crap load of money. Trump makes a shitload of money. CNN makes a shitload of money. And then everybody plays like the victim. CNN is the victim. You know, Vivek is crying. Trump's raising a fortune. Oh no, my mugshot. Oh my gosh, I made more money and I'm popular and I'm going to win the primary now. Oh no, this is so bad. Uh, it's all fake. Like, you know, it's just all fake. I, you know, and, and I wish the best for these people, but I, once you see it, you can't unsee it. And half the stuff people are arguing over, it doesn't even make sense. They don't even mean what they say. And they're taking these victories in schools as like wins. Like, oh, look, this guy's so based now at Harvard. They're not based, guys. They they fund liberals to get an objective, and liberals aren't doing the objective anymore. So now they're going to fund Republicans and hold you for ransom over the objective. And if you don't do that objective, they'll pull the money and give it right back to the Democrats. It's like, you know, and I don't blame them. I'm not a victim. I'm not saying they're bad or hateful. Maybe it's just human nature. And if people can't figure this stuff out, then it's like, you know, it's on you. Like, it's 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 right there waiting for people to figure it out. Um, I want to, I want to make this point too, cause I thought of this recently and this is like a hard concept for people to realize. Cause if you really hate Biden and you like Trump, you, you don't think this way, but it, it may, it is like kind of weird. Okay. So like, let's, let's use the main talking point against Biden. There's a lot Biden sucks, but like, what's the easiest way to make Biden look super incompetent and, and unfit for office. He's too old. He's too old. Listen, I love the elderly. But 81, and you're going to run till you're what, 87? It's too old. You shouldn't, right? I mean, 70s is too old. 80s is too old. It's too old. You know, he's too old. That's like the easiest way to win win an election against Biden. Convince everyone he's too old. So who did who are Republicans probably going to pick in the primaries? A guy who's 77, who's also astronomically old, who's also a shell of who he was seven years ago, who's also being protected by right-wing media, the same that they're protecting left-wing media. I saw a tweet from Patrick Bad David the other day. It was interesting, and he, he, he made a list, right? I like Patrick. He said, here's, here's how you could tell if, 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 a, if a politician's an establishment politician. And it had like five things. And the first one said, they don't go on podcasts. And the second one, I, I can't remember, but it's like they don't get challenged or something, or they they like they refuse to get challenged. They don't go on podcasts. And everyone in the comment section was like, you know, oh, that's DeSantis and, and Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley's absolutely establishment, but it's like Trump goes on no podcast. But literally, like DeSantis doesn't go on that many, but he's been on more than Trump. So it's like, how does no one see that? He doesn't do interviews with anybody that questions him. He doesn't do debates. Like Trump hasn't been challenged from somebody on the right besides Megyn Kelly. And he hated that. So it's like, he, he shields himself even more than DeSantis shields himself. Um, but nobody notices that. So it's like the point that I'm trying to make, you're going to complain about an 81 year old guy rightfully so and say his age is too much so you should vote for our candidate and then you run a 77 year old who's being protected by right-wing media who's also incredibly old like you don't you're almost like losing that edge and people will be like well he's better than biden 
Sure, but he's not young and he's not better than he was five years ago. He's just like everybody, 77. Find me a 77-year-old man that's as cognizant as a 40-year-old man. It's hard. It's nearly impossible because it's just basic human nature. It's the same reason that Trump at 77 is not going to beat himself in a race at 40. Like the chances of him beating a 50-year-old at anything is hard. You know, that's why you shouldn't be 80 years old in politics. But there, you know, it's like so that's your big complaint and you're going to pick a guy who's literally almost as old as biden and who will be as old if he wins an office he'll be 81 at his end at the end of his term or 82. okay now we move forward it's like what's the other talking point it's like well the economy isn't is in shambles it's like yes and people don't know this so i think it helps republicans but it's like trump was in office on 2020 and he printed a lot of money, which led to the inflation that we're here. So it's like all these problems that Republicans are complaining about, they're literally picking somebody that is in on those problems. So it's like, you might be tricked by that, but when they when they get the clips and they get the facts and they get the stats, not that they like facts that much, but like, and they chop up clips when it's Trump versus Biden, you've lost the edge of he's so old because they could be like, he's also old. And then you lost the edge of like, well, this all happened. Trump did all that also. He's not an outsider. He had a, he has a record to run on and they can use some of the COVID stuff against them, even though everyone did it. It's like he didn't not do it. He's not Thomas Massey or anything. So it's like, I don't know. I think it's going to be tough to win this election because the major edge against Biden is, is neutralized by picking an old guy also. Someone said it's all staged. I think it's staged in the fact that they they know how to get the candidates to do what they want them to do. You know, like the fake narrative on, on college campuses is, oh my gosh, we've beaten the left. They're getting rid of the left. It's not about plagiarism. They don't care that Claudine Gay plagiarized. That's, that's a total lie. The wife of the guy complaining about it also plagiarized. I'm not saying plagiarism is good, but you don't think there's other people at other places that have plagiarized? You don't think that They've done it a million times. It's because of her foreign policy. The main foreign policy that drives everything in America, the main lobby that you're not even allowed to say has power when everyone knows it has power, that's like the number one thing in America driving everything. So if you go against that, they'll find something to kick you out under. There's other people who plagiarize, but as long as they play ball with that, it's not about that. It's not about America first. They, they're not going to like teach your kids the right values. They're, it's just like find someone who plays ball and that's what they've done over the last couple of decades. They find people who play ball. They give the money. They give the money, you know, and then they get you to fight over things that aren't even real. So it's like it's staged in the sense of like, you know, every major candidate right now is compromised by the one thing that, in my view, controls everything. And the only one who doesn't seem like they are is a pharmaceutical CEO who came out of nowhere, who said he cried during the Capitol. But now he's like ultra MAGA. It's like it's it's like a, it is, a, it is like a stage and, and these actors are not even that good anymore. You know, someone said fake and Claudine gay. There's a lot of puns to do with her last name. Um, let me see. She plagiarized 40 or 50 times and they got rid of her because they were having their money. Effect. They didn't get rid of her because she plagiarized. They got rid of her because she didn't bow down to Israel and she was allowing too much Palestinian, uh, you know, protests and i don't care like i'm not a protester i don't give a shit what they do i'm just saying like it's not because she plagiarized that's what they found and that's the the narrative they pushed after they realized that the major donors to that 
uh, you know, to that college, they Zionism is their most important ideology. So when the Bolsheviks and the liberals and the communists and the progressives and the women go against their ideology, they freak out, pull their money, get rid of them and give it to somebody who will do what they want. It's not about plagiarism. You could think it is, but it's not. Did she plagiarize? I'm sure she did. She's not the brightest bulb in the bunch. They don't, you know, they're not being bright is not what gets you to that position. Being subservient or just like too dumb to actually do anything is probably what gets you there in the first place. You know, being a good listener and a follower in the second you don't follow, they, they kick you out. She's not president. Yeah, she'll be fine. It's the same with like Kyrie Irving. You know how many crazy, stupid things that NBA players have said and done? You know, and there's a certain there's a certain line that gets you in trouble. It's not it's like, oh, because he shared the link of a of a documentary that was bad. You don't think anyone else has shared documentary links that were bad or had bad opinions of songs that talked about bad stuff. It's not about that. You know, that's what people think it's about, but it's pretty obvious. Like with all this stuff, I don't even want to talk about it anymore because the stakes are high. And if, if you can't figure it out, maybe you never will. It's like the old saying, you could lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. If you can't figure it out by now, why? Like, you know, people end up hating you for telling them the truth. Like if you tell a liberal the truth, they hate you. If you tell a Trump supporter the truth, they hate you. People end up despising you and, and they'll learn on their own time. Either they'll learn or they'll stay there. So it's like there's no advantage to me trying to hound these points to people that don't want to hear them. Um, I'm talking to people that want to listen and people who don't. I don't care how much money I lose. I don't care how many followers I lose. I don't care. Like these grown men on Twitter think I care. Like, they're, it's like, go away. Like, you're just reeking patheticness to me. You know, like, I'm not asking you to follow me. I don't know who you are. I don't care. Like, oh, you, you're just a hater. Why am I a hater? I, I like him. You didn't even know who he was a year ago. Like, okay, you like him? Awesome. I like him. You know, but like, you can't even consider that, that, you know, this is why the people run the show. People are too weak and weak people get conquered. You know, it's that simple. Like if you're too weak to do something about it, you get conquered just because you wear a red hat or you, you know, you're a Vivek fan on Twitter. No one cares. The elites don't care. I don't care. Like no one cares, you know, like, and then there's always something I notice every time they retweet cat turd they retweet benny johnson their favorite sports teams are in their bio i love sports but it's like my identity doesn't revolve around it although i'm a massive sports fan i love playing sports i love watching sports i like sports more than most people most people would make fun of how much i like sports but like if you go to my bio on twitter it doesn't say titans fan and bronco like that's fine i don't care that people they like it as their identity but it's like I'm just noticing a pattern. I don't hate cat turd, but like 90% of the time people freak out at me, they retweet him. 90% of the time that people freak out at me, they retweet Benny Johnson. And if they're not retweeting cat turd and Benny Johnson, then they have their favorite sports teams in their bio, which means they're a professional sports fan, you know? So that's why they don't understand. They think it's a sport, you know, politics are sports to them. And they're a fan of this guy and they get mad. Cool. It's like, I'm not trying to argue with a broncos fan five years ago that jay cutler is not the best quarterback in the league it's like you're not going to win that argument they don't they're not operating off of like logic and reason it's like that's my team and i like them and it's like okay um it's whatever who's cat turd it's some like trump dick rider on twitter that just brainwashes republicans and just says like really generic stuff and then people are like and then like they just start drooling and getting angry at like critical thinking and they're like oh my god like I don't know. I don't know what he's doing, but I don't, I don't follow. 
Someone said they're all getting trying to farm engagement on Twitter. Yeah, but it's not even just that. Because sometimes people will say to me, they'll be like, oh, you're just saying this edgy opinion to farm engagement. I actually don't like arguing with people. I'm not a confrontational person like in my real life. I just like to do my own thing and I don't give a shit what everyone else thinks. But in general, it's like I'm not saying these things for con like farming con like engagement. You know, I believe these things and I, I it's not there's other things I could do to get more engagement that are more popular. It's not it doesn't get engagement as much as people think when I say something edgy. Sometimes it does because it's true and a lot of people agree with it. But, you know, some of these people, I don't think they're just farming engagement. I think they're, that's their team. You know what I'm saying? They're, they, they've never grown up. They're like high school people that this is their team and they're just fighting the other side. Just look at the DeSantis versus Trump influencers. It's high school. These, these people don't believe anything. Like it's like, you you know, it's like, it's like pick a team and fight with each other. Like your high school mean girls, you know, like it's Lindsay Lohan. It's, it's, it's very revealing. It shows that a lot of adults never grew up and they're seeking, I don't know, validation or uh, like they're just, they just want their team to like win. I, tribalism makes sense in some ways. Like I'm not, some people say tribalism, it doesn't make sense. Tribalism does make sense. I totally get the psychology of it. It's like everyone needs a tribe. Like if you're, on, if there's a 300 million people in America, who wants their tribe to be one person? If you're an introvert, it's nice to be alone and listen to music, but like everyone wants a tribe. Everybody wants a family. Everybody wants a team. Everybody wants a support group. If you don't have a family, you want friends in your tribe. Everyone wants a tribe. Tribalism is necessary and it's actually healthy if your tribe makes sense. But because people don't have strong tribes and whatever it is, religion or family or whatever that may be, you know, I think they seek a tribe in politics and having a political tribe also makes sense. But I don't think that people want to know, like, to me, left wing, right wing Trump, but like the, the, the real game that's being played is deeper than like that guy's fighting that guy. Like it would be like if you were watching Hulk Hogan fight Ray Mysterio or whoever, I don't know, Andre the giant. And in your head, you're like, this isn't pre-planned. And, and, and I'm not like, Hey, I like, I think wrestling is fun to watch. I think it's highly impressive that the tricks they do. I actually think wrestling is cool, but it is pre-planned. I'm not, I'm not trying to ruin your day. I, you might not know who wins, but it is pre-planned. Like factually, they already know who wins and what they're doing beforehand. It doesn't make it any less cool. It doesn't make it any less impressive. I still like wrestling. I think it's cool, but it is pre-planned. And if you say it's not, you're just lying to yourself. It's like politics, you know, if there's certain entities that control both sides, it's not a wrestling match. This is your kids and your family. And like, that's why people care about it so much. This is your future on the line. This determines whether you wake up in 10 years and you live in America or you live in a foreign country where everyone hates you. Everything's on the line. So it's like, it's not wrestling. It's real. But sometimes it is predetermined and they do control both sides and all the major candidates are controlled. So if that is the situation, nobody fears people that treat it like wrestling. If you think it's rock'em sock'em robots, Trump versus Biden, you're not a threat because of that. You're easily controllable because of that thought process. And the only way to break that is to figure out that it's happening and see past the third wall. And then there'll be a demand for that. And then there'll be a supply for it. 
there's no demand for that. There's a demand for Trump and there's a demand for people who hate Trump. So there is no demand for people who figured it out because nobody seems to have figured it out, even though it couldn't possibly be more obvious. Supply and demand. There's no demand. I want a politician who does this and this. There's a demand of people say, I just don't want Trump. And there's a demand of people say, I just want Trump. I trust him, even though he, I shouldn't. So it's like, you know, people are tribal, understandably, because they realize that their future's on the line. But apparently they're not smart or wise or realistic enough to realize that the game is not what they think it is. And the only way it's going to change is if they figure this stuff out. And the main thing I always hear is people think it's a black pill, which if you don't know, a black pill means like you're pessimistic. Oh, Anomaly took the black pill. He's so pessimistic. He doesn't, He he's dooming and glooming. I'm realistic, right? If they say 15 days to slow the spread, we're in a lockdown. I'm not going to piss my pants reading X-22 reports saying that Trump's going to arrest the pedophiles in the Vatican and, and this is a good thing. Like that doesn't make you optimistic. It makes you insane. People are legitimately like mentally ill and they think it's optimism. Like, no, you're you're mentally ill. You're like brainwashed. You're you're as far gone as a liberal. So people think like if you tell the truth of yourself, like I, I had a good time during lockdown, but at the same time, I was realistic about what it was. I wasn't like pissing my pants being like, oh, this is the moment I've been waiting for. I've been programmed by a message board for four years. I, I love this. Trust the plan. Trump's going to arrest the pedophiles. No, he's not. You're, you're, you're mentally ill. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're just pessimistic. No, you're insane. I'm having a good time playing video games with my friend, but I'm also being realistic about what's going on and trying to report my way out of it and tell the truth about it. Like why I, I, I can't disagree more when people say, if you watch my live stream, am I pessimistic saying this year is going to suck? I hate my life. No, I'm like, you're, you're, if your value is believing politicians who aren't real, you're going to constantly be in a black pill situation. It's not, that's not optimism. Like optimism is knowing that you have a plan. You have a support group around you. You make the most of your life, whether it's good or bad, you try to, you know, perceive it in the best way and move forward. Like it doesn't, if your life revolves around, like if Trump doesn't save me, I'm pessimistic. You're nothing, you know, like that's not optimism. That's like weird. So I, that, that I can't like, anytime I say this, people will be like, Oh, you're, you're black pilled. Like you lying to yourself. Isn't a white pill at the end of the day. I would prefer that Trump beat Biden or DeSantis beat Biden or anyone beat Biden because the border open, in my view, is the number one threat to America's future. It's insane. Uh, and someone needs to close it and, and actually do something about it. So I'll vote for Trump over DeSantis. I mean, Trump over Biden or DeSantis over Biden, whoever wins, if that's even a thing or Vivek or whatever. I'll do it. With that being said, I don't care as much as other people care because I don't even think it's real anyway. And I think a lot of these people, it's like Tom and Jerry where they just run in circles. And if Biden wins, I'm not giving up. I'm not pathetic. You know, it's not like if, if times get tough, I'm just going to give up and cry. Like how many grown men are acting this way? It's like what, you know, especially if you're married or dating someone or you're not like, what does your wife or your girlfriend think about that? That you're like, you only have hope if one politician wins. And if you don't, you're going to spiral and be like pessimistic. Like who wants a man that, that, that can't lead them into the future? Like people have gone through worse things than we're probably going to have to go through. And the real men were the ones who survived and the men who faced reality and made the most of it and found their way out are the ones who survived. And the ones that pissed their pants and believed in like a savior that, that wasn't God, that was like a politician who hates them that like you lose. So it's like, you know, I don't know why people, it's like, oh, if Trump wins my whole life saved and if not, I'm done. It's like, no, if, 
if Biden wins, he's going to screw over the country. But Trump won in 2016 and screwed over the country and it didn't even matter. So it's like, I, I, I think he'll do something. I hope he does something, but I don't know. He might not do anything either. He might bring in the like, oh, he slightly secured the border, but he ushered in COVID lockdowns. It's like, how is that any better? Oh, he didn't start any foreign wars. Yeah, but he uh, he started a domestic psyop that almost destroyed the country 50 times worse than the foreign wars did. It's like, if there's one thing that domestically destroyed America more than Afghanistan, Iraq, and all the foreign wars, it would be the COVID situation that Trump was in on. Like, he's not, his term wasn't good. He didn't save us. He actually buried us in a deeper hole. So I hope he's better than... Uh, than Biden, but he also this whole narrative with like Vivek dick riding Trump and Trump and the Alvin Bragg, it took people away from having any accountability for what happened in 2021, 2022, 2023. Trump supporters don't want to talk about it. They're like, move on from COVID already. You wouldn't be saying that if Trump wasn't running. You want to move on from the COVID stuff and you don't want accountability for COVID because Trump was in on it and you like Trump. If someone else was running and Trump wasn't even there, you would want accountability for COVID, whoever did it. But it's like the the, the elites are just smarter than people. You know what I'm saying? Like they just are apparently. I, I don't want to believe they are. I believe in people, but it's like, if people are so dumb that they can't figure out what's going on and they just keep tripping over their own feet, like we're not a victim and it's not a black pill. It's literally what's happening. You know, like if I say mandatory vaccines are around the corner and you say it's a black pill and then two years later, mandatory vaccines come, it was me trying to tell you it was happening, hoping that you actually cared and, and provided some sort of counter because you didn't care and considered it pessimism and didn't counter it. You get it. You know, like it's not pessimism. It's just like being a man and facing the reality of what's going on. I don't think that Republicans are going to win uh, Texas in 10 years. I'm not pessimistic. It's basic math and demographics. Like if you go to London, I've heard that London, it's like white people are starting to be the minority. If I said in 10 years, it's going to be an even bigger minority. Oh, you're just pessimistic. No, it's basic math and demographics. Like the number one baby name in London is Muhammad. So when those kids grow up, like Elon Musk always talks about, if, if, if the elementary schools are 90% Arab and 10% white, I'm not saying they are, that's the future. Like that's what it's going to be in 20 years. It's not going to be 50-50. And if that's the demographics and that demographic votes a certain way, you lose. Like you're not going to win an election. So if Hispanics vote 60 to 70% for Democrat, which they do, despite all the shit that you hear from like left right-wingers saying that they don't, they do. I'm part Hispanic. It doesn't matter how I vote. It's 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 a it's a statistic. Um, and Texas becomes less and less white and more and more Hispanic. You lose Texas in six years. You know, like you could pretend like you won't. Maybe you could switch the scales or maybe you could flip demographics, but it's going to be very difficult. And Democrats are playing chess and Republicans are playing checkers and they're going to lose. And they know, and they know you're going to lose. That's why they don't give a shit how fake they are. That's why Gavin Newsom smiles and he does, he knows he's never going to lose an election in a, you know, in California, he's just not, um, or Democrats are never going to. And it's like, who is the reason that Democrats win every election? Now it was Ronald Reagan, everybody's best friend who did the, you know, amnesty for 2 million people. And now they'll never win an election again. Your biggest heroes are the ones that are the reason you're not, like, you know, it's sad. It, it's unfortunate, but it's like, you know, why is there so much inflation? Because of your other hero, Donald Trump printed more money than God knows what, and then handed the keys to Biden. And he like, he's in on it also, but people don't want to think that way. So I'm preparing for the inevitable collapse. I'm not pessimistic. It's just like, I can do math. I'm not an idiot, you know? 
it's the same reason during the pandemic. Look at my reporting, March, April, May. Why was I more accurate than 99.99% of influencers? Why? Because I did the math. They weren't doing math. They're idiots. They're not, they're not journalists. They're professional dick riders. They're selling Trump merch and just repeating whatever he says and seeing things through the lens of what the Democrats versus Republicans say. They're not smart enough or they're, or they're too fake or they know that there's more money to, to just run people in circles with a fake fairy tale narrative. There's a reason my reporting was accurate. I did the math. There's numbers. I'm not even like a math wizard or anything, you know, that like I didn't even go like high, high level, like algebra, geometry or anything. It's just like this is basic math. It's like third grade math. Here's the COVID cases. Here's the amount of people. Here's how they're testing. Here's why they're testing. You know, here's the death per capita. Here's all the lockdown countries. Here's the non-lockdown countries. The, the math was available for everyone. It's the same with demographics. It's inconvenient math, so everybody ignores it. And I wouldn't be I wouldn't be uh, surprised if Trump is a controlled opposition Judas goat to implode the Republican Party and make sure in the 10 years that you could actually do something that no one does anything. I hope he's not, but it's like the chances of him being the guy to just plug up the conservative movement. And same with Vivek. He might be the real deal or he might be the guy who's plugging up the hole to make sure that no one else that cares about all these topics does anything about it. And now they have two people there that everyone's enthralled with that aren't going to go the full distance when they need to go the full distance. Or, you know, maybe they U-turn and maybe populism works and people actually demand it. If Trump wins, which I think he's going to lose to Biden, because I think that MAGA is completely unaware of how much people hate Trump and they live in their own little Mar-a-Lago world. They don't realize how unpopular he is outside of people who like him. But in general, um, and how much how much energy there is driving the opposition of him but in general say he wins it'll be interesting because like now trump is president and his supporters even though they do love him a lot they're going to expect something more i would hope right if trump wins is maga going to say trust the plan if he doesn't do uh, close the border on day 1 i would hope not i would hope everybody would be on my side being like all right do something dude so if he wins which i hope he does if he runs against biden It'll be interesting to see how much his base is willing to push him and how much they're just going to sit there and make excuses like they did last time. What do you think? I'm not sure. I don't know if he'll get in. I don't think he will. But if he does, um, do you think people will kind of push against him or not? Someone said Trump for uh, freedom cities, a.k.a. smart cities. I mean, that's the thing. You, you tell somebody that you're doing smart cities or grid cities or, or liberal federal government cities and they all freak out. When Trump makes a video and says 15, what does he call it? Freedom cities. The federal government's going to create freedom cities. People ignore it. You know, it's like he they could just rebrand the Agenda 2030 under Trump. It's like, oh, the China virus. Like, it's so obvious. Like, the China virus is coming, guys. We got to do it because we're fighting China. Oh, the China lab. You mean the one that America was funding? The China lab. You mean the one that Fauci, Fauci did the EcoHealth Alliance to? America's just as complicit as China is. Like that's the right-wing narrative. It was China who did it in the lab that America worked in, in the lab that America funded. The 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 patents for these vaccines were they're being sued over like 2013 patents or like you know, oh yeah, we're so innocent. It's just China totally. Did China lock our country down? No. Did China print our money? No. Did China force vaccinate people? No. Did China do a vaccine mandate in America? No, it's all America. America abuses you and then they blame China. China abuses their own people. I'm not I'm not saying they get a pass, but it's like it's like the left blames Trump 
Trump blames China, China blames America, and everyone's right. They're all in on it. It's like a giant Tom and Jerry episode where they just point to each other. They're like, oh, you were part of the lab also. And it's like, it was China. It was Trump. You know, it's like, does no one pay attention? Does no, <laughs> I don't get it. I understand. I understand why people that are busy in their real lives and doing jobs, like I get why those people don't get it. But the influencer class, like I'm like, you guys have spent the last six years talking every day about politics. How could you not get it? And then vice versa. It's like, I know why they're lying to you. I know why they're giving you half truths. It's more profitable, you know, like, but they're, they're making a lot of money and getting a lot of opportunities off it. Then I flip it back and it's like, why are people following this stuff? Cause like, you're not getting what these influencers are getting for lying. Like they're getting things to do this. You're not getting those things. Why are you doing it? It's this unholy alliance where like people are too busy to do a lot of research. So they export their trust to certain influencers. The influencers take the trust and they say, you trust me and you only know what I tell you. And I know you only spend a couple minutes or a couple hours and I spend all day. So here's what I tell you. You get it. The influencers make money. The people believe it. The people get nothing, but they just don't have the time to figure out that these people are lying to them. This is like unholy alliance where like people should not export their trust to people and critically think, you know what I'm saying? Like they shouldn't just like blindly trust anybody. But then vice versa, these people should not be taking advantage of you. But they have, um, I would say, like, they have an incentive to take advantage of you. Like, I follow this account. I, I might have unfollowed. I'm not sure. I, I like him as a person. Um, you know, I still do. But I do find him to be like an insufferable propagandist now. But uh, his name is The Typical Liberal on Instagram. Like the guy. He's a nice guy. Never met him. But like, we've always been cordial. But his information, it's like when the Ukraine war broke out, he pushed pro-Ukraine, Ukraine war propaganda for two weeks. He pushed every fake story and then he U-turned. But for the first two weeks, he pushed every fake story. During the Israel-Palestine war, he did the same thing. He he acted like he was a war expert pushing everyone's propaganda and then he fell off it and he doesn't push it anymore because he probably knows he's full of shit. And then when it comes to Trump, 100% of his page is pro-Trump propaganda. There's 0% any sort of like a disagreement. If you go on my page and you scroll back four years, you could probably find a hundred videos supporting Trump and 20 videos criticizing him, but that's too many. Like, because I have a five to one or a six to one or a seven to one Trump supporting narrative, like people can't handle that. They're used to a hundred percent Trump's. Like if Fauci did something, he calls it the Fauci vaccine. And it's like the Fauci vaccine. Trump calls himself the father of the vaccine. Trump wants credit. He says Fauci didn't do anything. He keeps saying it's my vaccine, not Fauci's. So you don't like the vaccine and you tell your audience it's the Fauci vaccine, even though Trump wants credit for it. Like it's a pro-propaganda brainwash page to just rot the minds of conservatives. And that's why they don't know anything. They follow Instagram pages like this and cat turd and stuff, and they just rot their minds. They don't think. They're like, Oh, Biden took money from pharma. He's corrupt. Well, Trump also did. Oh, that's hate speech. I, I hate like they're total hypocrites. They claim they don't believe in hate speech. If you say something about gay people, the left says it's hate speech and they say you're being hateful. If you say something about demographics, the left says it's hateful. If you say something about the pharmaceutical industry, the left says it's, you know, anti-science and you're being hateful and you know, anti-science or whatever the right are total phonies. They say they don't believe in hate speech. It's all, you know, anything's allowed and, and facts don't care about your feelings. It's not about emotions. You literally just post a stat or a fact about 
Trump taking money from the pharmaceutical lobby and then hiring the pharmaceutical lobby to run the government. And they start commenting, why are you being so hateful? You're, you're hateful. You're hate. They think the truth about Trump is hate speech, even if you don't say anything else. But the truth, the truth is hate to people brainwashed by pages like the typical liberal. Like it's frying the brains of conservatives and guaranteeing that they're controlled up. And it's frustrating because it's like, then these people come back to me and they can't think straight because they haven't thought straight in four years. If you follow a page that posts like 5,000 videos of Trump eating pizza and handing out stuff with like America songs in the background, you're going to be like, you know, it, it's like watching Biden eat ice cream to a Lenny Kravitz song. You know, you watch a thousand of them and you're like, oh, Biden's a patriot. They're doing the same thing with the right uh, with Trump. It's like senseless, mindless propaganda that just makes him look like a superhero. Did you guys see the video? It's called God Loves Trump or something or God Made Trump. It's like we needed an outsider and God made Trump somebody to kick ass and in the morning fight the deep state. God made Trump. And it's like the whole thing is basically and like God made everything. God also made the shit that a monkey takes in his hand and throws it in your face. Like if a monkey shits in his hand and throws it in your face, God created that shit. Are you happy with the shit being thrown in your face? No. Who wants poop thrown in their face besides that? You know, but but that's also God made. You know, God made everything on this planet. But it's like the whole thing is like God, it's God's will. It's like, it's, it's like, dude, the right is as bad as the left. They're like literally as crazy and brainwashed, but neither side wants to admit it. It's just them. It's just them. It's it's both of you. You're both you're both useful idiots. You're fighting like rock'em sock'em robots. And the real elites are like three layers above you laughing hysterically and thinking that you're cattle. That's why this new elect, who do I want? I don't care. It's a cattle battle. You know, do I want the pharmaceutical CEO who pretends like he's my best friend? Ron DeSantis, who passes speech laws for a foreign country, but does everything else good? Or Donald Trump, that's just as sold out as Ron DeSantis on that topic, but everyone pretends like he's not and hysterically shills for big pharma. I don't care. Or RFK, that is so real about every topic, except for the one topic that controls all politicians, except for Thomas Massey. I don't care. It's a cattle battle. Will I vote in the primary? Maybe, but I'm, I don't care. You know, Trump will probably win because he's Trump. You know, he's he'll probably win. And then God knows what's going to happen over this next year because you got liberals just they're just creating like these like stupid talking points and circuses and court dates. And it's just like, hey, let's waste our time in circles. Oh, he's off the ballot. He's on the ballot. He's off the ballot. He's on the ballot. He's on the ballot. He's on the ballot. He's off the ballot. It's like, wah, wah, wah. you know, I don't care. Um, someone says sticks now admits by mistake that anomaly was kind of right. I was 100% right, and I stick to what I said. I know I offended people. I probably lost followers, but I said, if you're too dumb to figure out what I'm saying here, then you're too dumb to watch my channel. You should listen to him because clearly he's giving you guys stupider things that are on your level. Yeah, that's not the nicest thing to say to your audience. Oh, he thinks I'm stupid. No, I didn't say the audience was stupid. I said, what we were talking about in that debate is so mind-blowingly obvious if you can't figure it out. I don't care what you think about me. I don't care if you think he did an ad hominem or I did an ad hominem or I should have been nicer. He should have been nicer. The premise of the debate was I said that Trump printed six to seven trillion dollars. I don't even know how much money he printed. And inflation was coming regardless of whether Biden won or not. I said, whether you give Trump 1% or 5% or 10% of the blame or 50%, even if you give him 1%, 
Trump is in on the inflation and the Republican Party. And it's not just Trump. It's the whole system, right? He goes, no, it's just Biden. That's stupid. That goes against all economics. Nobody believes that. So people are fooled by characters and plots and Trump and sticks. And I don't care. It's like, this is an IQ test. I don't care if you hate me and you think sticks is the greatest person in the world, even though he looks like a string bean that, you know, is being like, you know, dehydrated and like hung up to dry. It's like if you can't figure out that nobody can print that much money and hand out COVID checks without inflation coming, you're dumb. You know, like I don't know a nice way to put it. You're dumb. This is not a hard concept. There's other things I talk about that are very difficult. It's like, listen, everyone's not going to get this. This is not difficult. This is like telling a three-year-old, Baba, Badal, you know, like it's that easy. Someone said, Gordon said, let them leave with a super chat. Yeah, I don't like people think I like someone will comment. I think this way. That's great. I appreciate it. I read some comments, but like people think I, I'm like begging for their attention. I have like, I have too many followers on Twitter. I don't, you know, I don't care. It's like I, the last thing I want is a bunch of beta male Republican guys crying in, in my comment section. Like, go be a man. I have what, 273,000 followers? Like, you think I'm going to notice if one person unfollows me? I don't give a shit. I want you to unfollow me. Sometimes I purposely say stuff, not just for edgy content for, for the clicks and money. I say it hoping the beta males will unfollow me. Like, I'll say things hoping people unfollow me. I'm like, please leave. You know, you're dumbing down my entire audience. Like, but I ain't feel this way. Cool, bro. I don't like whatever, you know, it's, it's fine. Um, it's probably not good for business, but I don't care. You know, someone said, I wonder how much sticks is made with his Trump shilling. I, I, I don't like, I have a rule. It's like, I don't watch people that make me dumber. You know, I don't care if it's left wing or right wing. Like, is there something, and this is what I said about Trump and RFK. And it's, it's a profound concept that isn't that profound, but it is true. I would probably vote for Trump over RFK. But I would rather listen to RFK over Trump. Why? RFK actually makes me feel smarter and tells me things I didn't know and things that I could look up and research that he's actually telling the truth. Like Trump, I mean, his book, The Real Anthony Fauci is probably smarter than anything Trump's done in the last six years. When you listen to Trump, he makes you dumber. He's, he's been saying the same five things in loop for three years. This is why MAGA has gotten so dumb. It's because Trump used to be a real person. Trump used to be smart. He used to say intelligent things and he used to talk about a lot of topics and he used to weigh in on like everything in America. His Twitter was amazing from 2016 to 2019. He, he's got the best Twitter account of all time. He's the my favorite Twitter user ever. Trump from 2020 on, especially after he lost the election, he's been like a puppet. He's been a clown. You know, he, he's not saying anything. So it's like, I get dumber listening. If I listened to Trump for an hour and believed everything he said and didn't think, I'd, I'd be stupid. You know, so like the people in the Trump movement have been getting dumber and dumber because their leader is stupid. Like, listen to RFK for three hours. You literally learn things. You get smarter. He tells you about liability shields and stuff. Trump is like a clown. You know, like he's just rotting the brains of his movement. I don't, I, I can't listen to him. You know, I'd rather listen to RFK 10 times out of 10. I'd rather listen to like a Theo Vaughn podcast and laugh. At least I'm laughing. Or I listen to MMA podcasts and learn something from high level martial artists. I just have no desire to listen to people that make me dumber. So with Sticks, I knew he was like a scrawny, atheist, demonic, you know, demon. But I thought, you know, he was like somewhat intelligent. But like everybody else that rejects Christ and God, they end up, you know, 
becoming like Sam Harris. Like, you know, they just like lose their minds and like completely end up being idiots. But, you know, I thought Sticks was smart. That's why I was so blown away when I was debating him. Like, I, I didn't know how dumb he was. Like, I, I, people thought I was like, it's like ad hominem. Like, no, I'm in real time thinking that this guy was smarter, realizing how fake and dumb he is, like in real time, just being authentic. Me, like, dude, I know it. I thought you like I thought you were at least smart. It's like Sam Harris five years ago. Everyone's like, he's so smart. Now he's dumb. Like you're like, oh, this guy's stupid or fake. You can't tell like, is he fake? Is he stupid? He's having like Sam Harris is having this like uh ego meltdown. You know what I'm saying? Like his ego's so big that he's a rerard. You know, I can't say that word anymore, but it's it is a great dictionary word that has nothing to do with making fun of people. It's like a real actual word, the same way like slow down is. But anyway. I don't know. In that debate, I was like, damn, this guy is so he's either really dumb or really fake because there's no way anyone would believe like, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I was like shocked. Like, I was like, are you really trying to trick people into like believing this? And then people believe it. It's like it doesn't matter how much money Trump printed. It didn't lead to inflation. It was all Biden. It's like, no, nobody believes like. And someone said now they're like, oh, he he's indirectly saying he was wrong and anomaly was kind of right. I wasn't kind of right. I was a hundred percent right. And I don't care if you hate me and think he's the smartest guy in the world. I was right. He was wrong. And if people can't figure that out, they're dumb. Like it's so, it would be like me debating like Donald Trump and, 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 and you liking me a lot. And I'm like, if you put 15 vaccines in your head, you'll turn into turbo man. And Trump goes, no, you won't putting 15 vaccines in your head. Won't turn you into turbo man. And half the people listening were like, Oh, anomaly's right. You can put 15 vaccines in your head and turn into turbo man. It's like, no, you can't. You know, it's not like a debatable topic. There's a lot of debate. Like, will Trump do a good job next time? Debatable. Will Viv Vivek turn out to be amazing? Debatable. You know what I'm saying? Like, is this this debate? Like, there's a lot of things that are a gray area that only time will tell. The inflation thing is not debatable. It's not, it's not a debate. It's like, Oh, if Biden prints money, inflation comes around the corner. But if Trump does it, it doesn't. It's like, are you stupid? Are you fake? Like, are, are you a plant to make people stupider in the Trump movement? Or are you just fake? I, I don't get it. Um, let me see. It's basic economics. And every, the, the dumbest thing is everyone knew this before COVID. Like the big talking point before covid was andrew yang is a scammer remember yang gang andrew yang's like i'm andrew yang i'm so cool oh my gosh i'm just like you yang gang yang gang 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 yang gang i'm he was vivek before vivek he just never caught on i'm yang i'm yang gang 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 shut up andrew yang but in general it's like he was coming out and he's like you know what would be cool universal basic income yang gang oh yang gang let's do universal basic income and all the conservatives were like you can't just print money and give it to everybody it's gonna cause inflation and then once COVID comes around, Trump's like, I'm going to give everybody a COVID check for $1,600. And it's like, you can do that. And someone's like, I needed it because I had no business. Yeah, that's called communism and socialism. Your business gets shut down by the government. Now you're poor because the government took your job away because of a virus. And now because you're poor, you need money from the government. I'm not saying you didn't need the money because it's now a communist country. You need the money because they shut down your job. And when you get the money, you pay for it later. You can't just print money out of thin air and give everyone money. doesn't matter if you're AOC, Yang, or Trump. So when Trump did all that, inflation was coming 
Anyway, did Biden make it worse? Of course. Is he innocent? No. But you're an idiot if you believe Sticks, Hex, and Hammer in the debate. It's not debatable. There's a lot of things I say that I don't give a shit who you vote for if you think Vivek's going to pan out. I don't know. My analysis is my analysis. Vivek might turn out to be George Washington. You know, only time will tell. I don't think so, but whatever. It's debatable. I'm not going to... This is not debatable. You can't just print money and expect inflation not to come. And his whole premise of the debate was Trump did it, but it didn't matter, not even 1% or 2%. He's a stone-cold idiot or a stone-cold liar. So I called it like I saw it and said he's an idiot or liar. And people are like, here, ad hominem attacks. Like His audience is the equivalent to like a pseudo-intellectual Sam Harris audience. They say big words. They talk in you know, profound statements that sound so intellectual, but they're idiots. Like Sam Harris can probably use a 10-syllable word you've never heard of, but he's stupid. You know what I'm saying? I can make Sam Harris look like Gollum from Pokemon, a rockhead. You know, he's a dumbass uh, or a liar. And his ego is so huge that he's making a mockery of himself every day, or he's just a demon and his soul is black. But in general, you get to like sticks. He's like the atheist, demonic, scrawny, fake libertarian Trump dick rider version of Sam Harris, where it's like, oh, he said an ad hominem attack. It's like the premise of the argument doesn't matter whether I'm respectful or call you a doofus. Like, you know, yeah, you could use it. If, if I'm ignoring the conversation and being like, you're an idiot and I don't even have to explain myself. I spent an hour explaining exactly what I meant. And then I called you an idiot. It's not like I only had a, ad hominem attacks. I'm just like, are you dumb? Here's like it's you know I, I wasn't like you're just dumb it's a conspiracy theory I don't have to prove I prove myself it's so uh, me and uh, me and him in a YouTube boxing match are you kidding I'm six three two hundred pounds he's a he's a stick he looks like a grasshopper it's not debatable I would let's do a boxing match that would be fantastic I would love that um, but make sure you know you'd you'd have to make sure there were medics on the side because it's it's not going to last very long. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's like, I was trying to figure out mid debate. I'm like, is this guy like a total con artist, just like scamming Trump supporters or is he dumb? Like that was what I was thinking in my head. Cause I thought he was smart before the debate. I didn't think he was that dumb. So it's like, it's not, you know, it's a simple concept. It's like, if Andrew Yang prints money, it's communism. But when Trump does it, it doesn't lead to inflation. Cause I like him a lot. Oh, but he used an ad hominem attack. It's like you guys are the pseudo intellectual equivalent of like a left wing Reddit hipster who thinks they're right about everything because they use big words, but they couldn't even like fix an engine or, you know, like, oh my God, I'm so much smarter than middle America. It's like, then can you do anything? No, mommy, I can't even wipe my butt. It's like, then you're not that smart. You know, like if you don't have the basic engineering to do anything, but you think you're smarter than everyone, but you're wrong about every topic, like well, you have a PhD. And you don't even know that like crime is too high in San Francisco because the prosecutors suck. You're not smart. It doesn't matter if you were, if you use five syllable words, like this is basic human nature that like any idiot could figure out. So if you can't figure it out, but any idiot can figure it out, you're even a bigger idiot than an idiot. Like, you know, and that's like liberals saying, but I went to school. You, what did they teach you in school? You went to school for six years, but you can't even figure out why San Francisco is a shithole. What school did you go to? The school of freaking rock heads? Like the school of garlic aioli sauce? They taught you how to charge $25 for a hamburger and and do like uh, truffle fries, but you can't even figure out that like Chesa Boudin and freaking these other clowns are not good prosecutors. Like 
it's a, it's a joke, you know, and that's, that's what sticks was. He was like a, a right wing version of those like pseudo intellectual hipsters that like, you know, you feed into people's egos and you want them, you, you like make them feel smarter about themselves by listening to you. It's, it's all weird. I don't know. Someone said Trump's going to make Antifa rich again. Oh, he he's he's a he's like a dream of Antifa and CNN and stuff. They're going to go ape shit. CNN's going to cash out. And I'm not saying that you should bow down to Antifa just because they get pissed off. But it's like it's going to be it's going to it's there's a lot of younger kids, too, that are going to vote against Trump because they're just tired of like this shit. They're like it's not even like his fault necessarily, but they're like, please not that again. Like, why are you running that back? You know, like they don't they don't look at that era as a great era. They're just like, uh. Am I going to vote in the primary? Probably not. Maybe. Maybe I'll vote in the primary, but probably not. I, I want to see how Iowa goes and if it even matters, but uh, maybe. Probably not. Um, in the general, I'll probably vote. Yeah, I'll probably vote for the scammer known as Trump because the scammer known as Trump is probably going to fix the border more than the Biden one. And even if he does a 10% job, it's better than Biden. On day one, Trump will change the policy of like, you know, coming across. And uh, I see that like I didn't always feel this way, but I see that as almost one of the biggest threats to America. You can't have a wide open border. You can't have this policy. Trump's and this is why they don't like Trump, too, in a way is like all these nonprofits and, and controlled op things like they so bad want to just flood America with like 100 million people. If Trump wins, he's got to shut it. Even if he does nothing, he'll do more than Biden. But if he goes the distance, if his base pushes him to go to the distance, then, you know, maybe he'll actually do something. But I hope if he wins, people actually push him. But yeah, I would say, I would say the border is, uh, you know, my main driving factor for why I'll vote. And locally, I vote all Republican. I mean, it's, it's a no brainer. Like on a local level, Democrats ruin everything like immediately. And Republicans, like, they do a pretty solid job around around my part. So someone said, Anomaly, say something. I, I can't read what you wrote. Someone said, I'm going to vote so hard. I'm voting Republican in the general, but I don't know. I mean, I got to see how it goes. Like, if Trump's like, listen, patriots, he's like, we're going to need a new vaccine. Okay, my original Fauci vaccine is not strong enough. Okay. We need a new vaccine and we need our entire Congress to work for a foreign country. Okay. Okay. And then I'll be like, ah, I'm not, but like, I guess it really comes down to like how much Trump disgusts me. Like I used to love Trump, but like listening to him now, every time I listen to him, he like disgusts me where it's like, I get why people hate him now. Like I never used to get it. I was like, what? He's hilarious. He's funny. He's very honest. Now he's so cringe. He'll be like, my vaccine uh, saved the world. I think I saved the world from the Spanish flu. Okay. I saved the world in Florida would be good under a Democrat. It doesn't matter. It's just the warm weather. Okay. I mean, it's okay. I don't like when Megan Kelly asks me real questions. It, it bothers me a lot. She's a bird brain. It's like, I get why people hate him. Like I, he's going to create a coalition of like tens of millions of people who don't like him, who are going to vote against him. And I'm going to vote for him, but it's like, can you not blow it, dude? Can you just tell the truth? Like, don't be like, my vaccine saved a hundred million lives. I mean, it's like, now you're a demon, in my opinion. You know, I'm not voting for you. I'm voting for the border. You know, like, that's why I'm voting. 
because I know that you'll change the border policy, but I despise you. You know, like just like half the country. Like I get it now. People are like, I don't like him. I'm like, oh, I finally see it. It's not because he calls people mean names. He's just so aimless. Like he's so aimless. He was complimenting Nikki Haley when she first got in the race. He was complimenting her. And I was like, I don't like Nikki Haley. I never, I, I've known who she was the whole time. And he's like, oh, Nikki Haley, welcome. You know, and then like now he's calling her bird brain. And Bird Brain is a funny nickname, but it's like, what's the aim? You loved her two weeks or you were complimenting her two weeks ago. I believe he gave her a job in his administration and now she's a Bird Brain. And now you're crying about Chris Sununu, who nobody even knows who that guy is. Like, he's just aimlessly like, who, who can I piss off? It's like, what's the point? Thomas Massey, I mean, how dare you have values? You have values, Thomas Massey. I, you don't worship me like Matt Gates does. You should be like Matt Gates. You should have values but you should only have values when they don't worship me. How dare you tell the truth about the lockdown and communism, Thomas Massey? We need to replace you. It's like, ew, why is Trump trying to get rid of the only good Republican? Like, I literally only like Thomas Massey at this point. Everyone else I don't care about. And then Trump's trying to kick out the only good Republican. There's literally one. There's one. There's one guy who literally votes ethically and one guy who explains how he votes and Trump tries to kick the one guy out and people don't think he's controlled opposition. I think a foreign country should own all of Congress. He's literally said that. He said, I think the foreign country that must not be named, that totally has no power in America or else they'll call you anti-Semitic. Trump has said he thinks that they should literally own Congress. He's out. That's his America first policy. I want a foreign country to own Congress and I'm going to try to kick out the one guy that votes against any like foreign aid. But, but yeah, don't think about it. Patriot. It's like, it's so, it's so obvious what's going on. It's like, why should I care? Um, misquote. What's a misquote? What are you saying is a misquote? I could play the literal quote. Trump too scared to debate. I mean, this is what people aren't, play it just look it up you could look it up on twitter um i mean you want me to play it? i don't know if you'll be able to hear it but i'll play it and i'll just repeat it back but um hold on one second and then i want to talk about him being too scared to debate all right here can you guys hear it? Hold on, i'm gonna put it right next to it Could you hear that? Ho hopefully you could hear it. He said that they used to have. Could you guys hear that or no? I, I hope so. Uh, no, people said they couldn't hear it. Well, he said that Israel used to literally control con Congress and now they don't. And, and he said they rightfully controlled Congress. You could find it on my Twitter. He said they rightfully used to control Congress and now they don't. Sorry you couldn't hear it. I apologize, but I played it. Um, listen to the full thing. You can go listen to it on my Twitter. I'm not hiding it. Um, with that being said, there's only like nine people in Congress who vote against a lot of their policies, like nine. 
and there's only one in the Republican Party. It's not like all of Republic. It's not like all of Congress is voting against them. They're not. Ninety nine percent of Congress is with it, and there's like one percent. And he's like, I want. They need to literally own it again. Listen to the clip. Um, with him being like afraid to debate, it's not strategic for Trump to debate. But here's here's what people aren't being honest about. Listen, even if you like Trump more than DeSantis, be honest. Trump has been sheltered extremely by Republican. The only person in the last two years that gave him a real debate was Megyn Kelly. She she didn't even push back that hard, but she did a good job. Her, her interview with Trump was good. She asked him the questions that everyone wanted to know. She asked him the reasons that a lot of people liked RFK and DeSantis more than him. And he didn't answer very well, in my view. Since then, no one's given him an interview. He does no podcasts that push against him. He only goes into left-wing areas where they talk about generic left and right-wing stuff. He's been challenged not at all. He hasn't showed up to the debates. Like, who? he hasn't even been good in years. Like, Trump in 2016, those debates were amazing. Like, Trump in 2017, 2018, 2019, even a lot of 2020, Trump was a very impressive guy. It's weekend at Bernie's the same way that Biden is. He's better than Biden, but it's like, When's the last time that Trump is debated or had like a serious, like, le you know, I, I, I don't know. It's like when he gets in, is he going to be ready? Is he going to look dumb? Like you got to really crush Biden and, and like win over the middle. You know, I don't know that he's going to really do it, but someone said Trump is still impressive. You're a tool. Oh, look, it's the guy that said I made up the quote that I didn't make up. See, I don't care about impressing you priority target because you can't even face the fact like there is a video of Trump saying that Trump, that Israel rightfully owned Congress and he's upset that they don't like that. That's direct quote, rightfully. He wants a foreign country to own Congress. And when it, they don't, he's bothered by it, right? You said that that was a misquote and a fake quote. You don't want to face that that literally happened. Um, so I don't care about impressing you. You're one of those uh, egotistical, delusional, like, you know, you're not somebody that I'm interested in, in convincing. Cause if you're willing to lie to yourself about that, um, then what else are you willing to lie to yourself about? I don't care. So, oh, he said Trump is Messiah. Okay. Well now I really don't care about like th these are the people that Trump is the Messiah. Why? Like you're not my target audience. There's a lot of uh, X22 report will tell you that Trump's like a god. It's completely demonic and sacrilegious. But I, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. It's like, is this a parody? Is this guy serious? It's hard to tell. Like you almost come across as somebody that's trying to like blaspheme Trump and make him look crazy and make his supporters look crazy. Because most people don't. Oh, he said he's Jesus Christ in the flesh. You're gonna find out the hard way. All right. God bless you, my guy. Good luck. So Trump is Jesus. Well, if that's the case, then voting doesn't matter, in my opinion, because if Trump literally was Jesus, then it's like, oh, sorry, why would my opinion even matter? Jesus is like more powerful than anything. So it's like, why would you even get mad at what I'm saying? If Trump is literally, he's already back in the White House, right? Got you. All right. Well, good luck, my guy. He's back in the White House. Got you. Yeah, you're totally... I see people like that. Yeah, I, I did a little block or, or like a hide. God, if you believe he's Jesus, my opinion doesn't matter and Trump will ascend above everybody. But when you say stuff like that, I can't tell if you're someone that is there to try to make Trump people look like a cult or if you really believe that. 
it's hard to tell. Like that could be someone just trying to make Trump supporters look bad or joking, or that could be someone that's serious. And that's when that type of stuff happens. I'm like, I try to distance myself from a movement. Like I've said this before. It's like when people fed post and stuff or do like stuff that I feel like feds would try to set, set up Trump supporters. It's like, is that a real Trump supporter? Not that guy. That wasn't like a fed post. That was just like a Trump worship post, but it's like some people be like, I'm mad. And it's like, are you fed post? Like, are you a fed or are you just a Trump supporter that follows Trump people that sets you up to the feds all the time? Cause that's what they do. They like piss you off. They lie to you. They confuse you. They, they set you up at an event, filling your brain with shit. That's not real. Then you get in trouble. Then they play the victim. Then they raise $250 million off you. Then they don't give you any, then they pardon a bunch of spies and criminals that no, don't care about you. And then, and then you rot in prison and no one cares about you until Kanye says something you know, and then all of a sudden Trump, it's like, I can't, I'm having a hard time distinguishing like who's trying to set people up. It's like with the, with the Ray Epps guy, like everyone's arguing over whether he's a fed or not. It's hard to tell. Like some people think he's a fed. Most people think he's a fed. He claims he's not. I don't know. There's for every, for every person, whether he is or not, there's 20 Trump supporters who act just like him anyway. So it's like, I'm not getting into that argument. Cause I don't know who the guy is. Obviously most supporters think he is, but like he could easily not be and everyone's going to like get in trouble saying he is and then they'll get sued and then he's not. I have no idea. I mean, obviously most people think he is, but I've seen people that act like him and it's just like they're not. I don't think. I don't know. It's just like I don't want to be a part of this movement that everyone acts like feds all the time. It's like we're going here. We're trust the plan. The, the police are there to arrest the deep state. Like, no, the Capitol Police are not there to arrest Nancy Pelosi. They're literally there probably to arrest you. I don't know if you break into something like it's like, no, we have immunity Patriot. It's like, all right, well, I don't know about all that, but I don't want to be interested. Someone said, you're right. The deep state wants people to do stupid stuff. A, a thousand percent, you know, just look at the Gretchen Whitmer thing during the lockdown. I mean, that's one of the craziest things ever. The plan was hatched by the feds. And there were more, allegedly, according to the Daily Beast investigation, there were more feds in the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot than there were real people. And they created that plot. And that plot was used to make all lockdowners look crazy. So it was like that was a fed hatched idea to stop people from protesting lockdowns and make it look dangerous. I mean, that's that alone is one of the craziest stories I've ever heard in the last four years that doesn't even get that much press. Even if the people did it, they didn't even come up with the idea. It was like some fed trying to get them to do something stupid to arrest them. But here's the problem. When your movement is stupid enough to do shit like that, you become guilty. You know what I'm saying? If you're stupid enough to believe a fed that tells you to do something illegal because you like Trump or you're mad, then you're going to prison. So it's like people got to really think about what they're doing. And, and when you have a movement of, of feds trying to set up Trump supporters, but Trump supporters acting like feds anyway and wanting to get set up or, or and then playing the victim once they do, it's like, get me away from it. When it comes to the, you know, the person who got shot, I talked about at the Capitol. I'm not saying it should have happened because obviously it shouldn't have, but like no one takes accountability. She was on Twitter posting like schizophrenic stuff about QAnon stuff that millions of MAGA moms still believe and nobody tells them that they're wrong. And a lot of these Trump worshiping accounts that pretend like they don't believe QAnon, they play into that shit. They go on those shows. They don't debate it because they want people to like Trump. So if people are brainwashed into thinking Trump is like the savior and Trump has a, this magical plan from QAnon, nobody in the Trump camp cares to tell you that they're lying. 
So they don't care what happens. It's like, you know, and then it happens and they're like, oh, that it's like, what do you think happens when you lie to yourself consistently for years and start buying into like Kardashian plots that aren't true about politicians who don't care about you? Not everyone's going to do stupid crap because most people don't do anything. But like, you know, for every 100 or 1,000 people that do nothing, there's going to be a few people that do stupid shit and get in trouble. And then the feds are happy. They arrest them. They make everybody look bad. And then Trump raises money and doesn't give it any to you. Like it's all, it's like the whole movement is now like a, a trap. You know, I'm going to vote. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to go to events that I think are normal, but like, I just want nothing to do with like any of this stuff. It's like, I don't agree with it. I haven't agreed with it for years. Um, even the Capitol, like a lot of people went there thinking Trump was going to do something and had a plan. And it's like, when you believe in something that's not real, you'll end up going to places that you don't, it's like you believe the vaccine salesman it's different now oh yeah just like you didn't like him for three months and then you went back to like him because of the alvin bragg arrest you know like it only takes that to move people here and they know that so here 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 you know and it's like oh well it's gotta be because the election it's like all right i mean maybe but what part of 2020 proved that trump wasn't in on it like I, I guess when he talked about alternative drugs for a month before he stopped talking about it or you know he had rallies outside which got people out of the house which was nice like besides that like seven out of ten things are proving that he's actually just doing what they want him to do he's like rolling the agenda out so you're following the guy to an event that rolled the agenda out telling you that he's going to get the vice president to send the electorates back which he's not going to do and it, it's it's like the whole thing, like it, it's like conditioning. Somebody gives you what you want for three years and then they, they switch it and people can't think for themselves. You know, this is like been my pro and con in life. My con is like, I'm not a good listener. I, I did bad in school. I got in trouble a lot, but it's also a pro because it's like, if a teacher told everyone to do something, you just listen to authority. You listen. I never listened, you know, and it's my best and worst asset. It got me in a lot of trouble at a certain point, but it also made me the man that I am. So it's like when things happen and Trump starts saying lockdowns are good, I'm like, no. And everybody says, yes. Everybody's like a follower. Go here you know, he told you to go like, he's, a, he's not my leader anymore. Once you sell vaccines and say Sweden should have locked down, I'll vote for you. I might show up at, at a, at a rally to get out of the house or something if I want to, but it's like, I'm, you're not my leader. I don't really, you know, I'm not going to like do everything you say it's, but most people, they are that they're like digital Patriot here. And it's like, where are you going? Black Pence. So, all right. Yeah, if you think so, like, why is he selling Moderna vaccines? It's a code. It's a secret code. It's not a secret code. He's he just did a deal with the government and the pharmaceutical industry. He's proud of it. Yeah, but it's just a. It's like you know that it, it pays to not be a follower. I think like to think about things, especially in politics. This is not your family barbecue. Even in your family, you're gonna have the crazy uncle that does like, hey, should we hit fireworks at each other? Probably not. No, that's probably not a smart idea. It could be fun, but we could get injured. You know, even your family, it's like good to think twice about certain things. But it's like politics. Nobody thinks about this stuff. They just follow still after three years. That's where I'm I'm like, I'll vote for Trump over Biden. But I'm I I don't know. I don't I don't see where it's going. I just hope he closes the border and like fixes that problem. It's gonna be a tough problem to fix. It's gonna be a great if Trump wins and closes the border and said uh, you know, I want to deport everybody that came illegally over the last five years. It's going to get crazy, but so, like he has to try to do it, but like, it's going to, you know, it's going to be a shit show. 
And all these like nonprofits are going to screech and scream and they're going to be like, oh my God, oh my. And then like, you know, they're going to try to start riots and say that they didn't. It's going to be nuts. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I just don't see him like, I think he'll try. I think he has to try, but it's like, it's going to be dicey. Someone said Trump's going to build a new FBI headquarters to save America. <laughs> yeah. He's like, thanks for arresting all my supporters and, and hyping up the charges and blaming a bunch of people who didn't even do anything. Like, here's, here's what you get. A new building. I'll build you a new building. Here's the, I did a reel about it. The one of the finalists for the contract to build the new FBI building, it's like a billion dollar contract, is a builder that has business with Trump and Kushner. He's just like Biden. You know, everyone's like, oh, Biden sells out his family. It's the same thing with Trump. I'll vote for him, but no one cares. How come not a single Republican Trump supporter will report that? Perhaps the reason that Trump wants to build the FBI new building, despite the FBI allegedly persecuting his supporters and throwing him in prison and hyping up charges, why would he build him a new building? Because the guy who's probably going to build it has business deals with him and Jared. Why does nobody report that? Because they don't give a shit about you. Literally, they hate you as much as the left. They, they, they're, like, they're like, nah, I don't want to show him that. Okay, then what's what's your movement? You're just selling merchandise? Like, it's so crazy. You know, I didn't want that to be true. I would love if Trump built the FBI a new building, you know, with space lasers to fight the deep state or what, you know, it's like, that's not what he's doing now. Like he's, he's doing the same thing all politicians do. He sells influence and, and it's so, it's so crazy, but why won't anyone report that? I reported it on Instagram and people freaked out at me. I know why they're like, Oh, you, you're a communist. I'm a communist for, for reporting this. Like, I'm a communist reporting this, but Trump's not for building the FBI new building. And then Charlie Kirk is like, oh, you're the, the, the compromised. The Republicans are compromised. And then Trump does the same thing he says the compromised Republicans do. And he doesn't say anything about it. It's all a show. I wouldn't take it that seriously. I wouldn't freak out. If you think Trump's Jesus, good luck, because one day everyone will find out anyway, you know, and it does. it's not even worth arguing with. If you don't think he's Jesus, then it's probably not, uh, you know, it's, it's probably not what he is. And, you know, and if somewhere in between, if you think he'll do this or that, maybe he will. I wish you luck. I pray for you. And it's not worth getting that upset about, but I just don't see it. But I hope, you know, I do hope that he wins and fixes stuff. And I hope that MAGA is able to use their influence to get him to do good things. Like, and this is where the average narrative now, obviously the border everybody gets, but like, it's like, it's always like these circular, like the election. And it's like, there's no clear agenda because it's constantly just like tripping feet over Democrat narratives, tripping feet over Trump getting arrested. And the, like, if you win, you know, they want, they, they, they are, I think they are aware that the Trump supporters are the people that actually will fix America. And they want to run you in circles and make you trip over your feet. So if Trump does win, don't let them do that. Don't let Trump do it to you. Don't let any of these people do it to you. Like, like use your mind and, and figure out what needs to be done and try to get Trump to do it. Because if he does win, their way of stopping you is going to be all the ways they did it the first time. Narratives, plots, them doing this, them trying to make Trump feel like he's a bad guy if he does it. Like so many things Trump purposely didn't do because he wanted to impress the other side, even though they never give him credit. Like you got to use your influence to make Trump not do that if he wins. Because if he wins, 
you actually can get stuff done if you make them do stuff and like, you know, push them towards that peacefully, but with your influence. But if you just keep showing up and clapping for Ted Cruz at TPUSA, they'll probably run you in narratives again because the left is crafty. They know if they do this, you'll do this. If they do this, you'll do this. And with Trump, it's like that's his weakness besides like everything he did the first term is like he doesn't actually execute like DeSantis probably would and do it. He doesn't do it. And then like says his advisor told him to do it. And then he's like, the left wants me to do this. Like he's not as like hardcore as he, as everybody thinks he is. Like he kind of doesn't do that much. So it's like if you use your influence to push him in the right direction, you know, you might get something done if he even wins in the first place. I have a feeling that. I hope like the same way that uh, Vivek is doing a lot of data on his campaign. You would hope that there's someone smart in Trump's campaign that's trying to figure out how to win moderate voters. But right now, at least what I see on social media is just Mar-a-Lago MAGA slop. And it just it just feels like they're milking you dry for as long as they possibly can until they can't anymore. And it's like that's that's how you make a fortune off of like Carrie Lake speeches. But that's not how you win an election. you got to get moderates and independents. You can't play the victim. Not everybody cares about election narratives. Like how, how are you going to get your message to people that aren't getting it? That's how you win an election. And I don't see it, but I, I hope that there's someone smart in Trump's camp that's doing it because I don't see it anywhere online. And I know a bunch of the influencers who like them, they're not trying to do it either. They're just trying to cash out on like the the, the movement. But, you know, if he wins the nominee against Biden, I I could easily see him losing. Um, someone said, you don't think ballots are already being printed? This is, in my view, it's, yes, they are doing ballots, but this is like a Trump narrative. We're the victim. We can't win. Like at the end of the day, if you think it's not possible or Trump, it's not possible for Trump to win an election, he shouldn't run. Like if it's so bad, if the ballots are so bad that he can't win, go away because no one cares. You know, if you do think you can win, you can't dedicate your whole campaign to crying about ballots. You you either got to calculate how they're doing it. In in California, they started ballot harvesting and Republicans won elections. Trump said not to ballot harvest. He switched his mind. Where it's legal, figure out what they're doing. Figure out how to do it legally. And if you think they're doing stuff illegal, how many? Do you have to get 5,000 votes, 10,000 votes? Like this is why Trump's probably going to lose. His whole campaign is we're the victim and we can't win. Then why the hell are you running? They're just going to print ballots. Then shut the hell up and get out of the way. But it's like, what? Like, do you not realize that you also can get voters? Do you think it's completely fake and no one can vote and no one's vote matters? Then go away. You know what I'm saying? Why even run a campaign? He doesn't believe that. The stuff that he convinces you guys to believe, he doesn't believe. If he thought he couldn't win, he wouldn't run. He knows he can win. And if you can win and you can run, you have to convince people in Georgia, Pennsylvania. You have to shift the scales by 500 votes, 1,000 votes. Five. He's not even trying to do that. He's just convincing everyone the ballots. Moderates don't want to hear about that. Independents don't want to hear about it. Democrats don't want to hear about it. And it's, it's not a way to get new votes. So it's like, how could you run a campaign that's not even trying to get new voters? And then when you suggest that, people just say the ballots. It's like, it, to me, it looks like a Tasmanian devil controlled demolition to take a movement that could actually do something and blast them into the ground, provide them with no leadership, milk them dry, and spin them around like a dreidel so they don't even know which way they are so they can't do anything for the next 10 years as the demographics are shifting so you're never going to win an election in four years. This is the last chance that Republicans have to win an election, and they're picking the fakest, stupidest person to lead them at the helm. I don't... You know, it's like... How did you win the first time? How did Republicans win all these seats? Like you have to get a message that resonates with voters. If not, don't run, you know? 
it's two things at once. Like if you think they're cooking the books with the ballots, then you have to win by even more or figure out how they're doing it and stopping them. Do people not realize that you're guaranteed to lose if your entire message is the ballots, the ballots, the ballots, you don't fix it, you don't stop it, you don't play along and you don't even campaign to other people? It's insane. It's like Trump's movement doesn't even realize how insane they've gotten. Like they're going to do the ballots, then stop voting, then stop running. But I want to vote, but they're going to cheat. Then what's the point? Are they fixing it? No. Are they trying to get new voters? Do you not, does nobody think, even if you think they're cooking some of the ballot books, does nobody think you have to convince new people? Is Are, are people's minds that gone that it's like, we can run a campaign and not even try to get new people because it's all ballots. Like, how the hell are you going to win an election when you don't even think you have to get people to pay attention to you? It's like the Trump cult is getting so far and far and far gone. And even the people not in it, it's like, okay, the ballots in 2020, you mean the ones that Trump funded? You mean the ones that Trump signed off on? You mean the ones that Trump was smiling as he handed them to Gavin Newsom and Phil Murphy? Trump's in on it. Playing the victim over ballots with Trump is literally like uh, movement suicide. It's like, it's going nowhere. It's like, do you want to take any accountability for the mass mail-in ballots? No. Then, then what's the point just to complain and play the victim over what, how did he get the ballots? How did they do all that stuff? Do you have a, it, it doesn't make any sense at all. It's like, if you're outside of the MAGA slop and you look at what they're doing and you're like, are they purposely trying to lose? Or if they've been just sniffing each other's butts for four years, like, why does no one get that? Anytime you say Trump needs to get a message that actually appeals to other people, it's like, we don't because of the ballots. Then why even watch political shows? If you don't think the election's even real at all, and you don't think it matters, and he doesn't even have to campaign or get convince anybody because of the ballots, then why even talk about Biden or him? Just say, we already lost. It's over. We, we lose. Of course, it's a combination of everything, but of course you have to gain votes. You don't think they wanted possibly who knows anymore but it's like if they wanted hillary to beat trump in 2016 do you think it's possible that he got so many votes that maybe they couldn't do that or like in 2020 he takes no accountability it's not like he screwed up the debates and screwed up the country and and screwed up with the money printing and and, and screwed up with all that no 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 trump's the ultimate victim who did nothing wrong in 2020 it's all the ballots that's our message for who for a carrie lake concert where you're paying her 20 grand to just spew nonsense you got like it doesn't make any sense P maga makes no sense republicans make no sense and when you try to speak sense they can't handle it it's like i don't why even campaign then like you don't how does nobody know this it's so weird it's like people are just getting dumber and dumber and dumber and dumber um Someone said you can declare no party and vote in the primary. I don't care about the primary personally, but it's like in the general, it's such a simple concept. If you don't think you can win the election and if you don't think voting matters outside of ballots, go away. Trump needs to go away. If you do think that voting matters even outside of ballots and you think that you need to counter it, then fix it. If you can't fix it, then what are you going to do? It's a combination of, I think they might cheat, but... I need to get even more votes now to overturn however many ballots they cheat with, or we need to figure out how to do what they're doing in a legal manner and counter what they're doing in a legal manner, whatever. Like you can't just sit there and say, they're going to cheat with the ballots. 
I'm not going to fix it. And I'm not even going to try to get people's votes because of ballots. And I'm just going to sit at a Carrie Lake, Mike Lindell show and say ballots, 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 ballots. And then I'm going to lose the election. And then I'm going to play the victim. And then I'm going to take no accountability. That's Trump. He takes no accountability. He plays the victim and he brainwashes people with victim mentality. He doesn't believe the things he's telling you or he wouldn't run. And if it's a combination of both, he still has to gain voters. If they're going to cheat by 5,000 or 10,000 votes in Pennsylvania, he's got to win by 40,000. If he's not even trying to win by 40,000, he's throwing the election. He like That's the message that MAGA tells you every time. They're like, the ballots. Okay, so is he going to campaign to other people? The ballots. Okay, it's like, what are you doing? Why? Like, what, what in the world is going on in this movement? It's literally like dumb and dumber. It's in insane. Like, how do people not understand that? Fix the cheating. If you can't, you got to beat the cheating. If you can't, go away. You know, if you can't beat the cheating and you think it's already over, go away and let somebody that thinks they can beat it and then strategize and then figure out exactly how the problem is on in the MAGA side is people can't be pinpoint accurate about how they're cheating and you get rewarded in MAGA for just saying whatever. It's like Lynn Wood was the darling of MAGA even though he was just making shit up for three months. I wanted Trump to win the election. I thought he had a, a, a legal path to the election in November and December. I wanted Trump to win. But Lynn Wood started saying shit and I was like, Lynn Wood is not making any sense. He's posting fake articles. And you know what everybody in MAGA told me? Shut up. Lynn Wood is, it's like you get rewarded in MAGA by just making shit up. It's like, if I tell you the truth about how they cheated, then Lynn Wood gets more popular than me because he's just making shit up. And Carrie Lake can just say whatever and not prove it. And Mike Lindell can make shit up. It's like you get rewarded for making shit up. Anybody that comes along, like even Vivek does a decent job of this. He says that they cheated, but he tries to point to things that he can actually prove. He's actually way smarter. That's why he's so popular. He's way smarter than any Trump supporter. It's not even close. Like, so he's like, here's how they cheated. And here's what we got to stop. And he actually pinpoints how they cheated, how he can prove they cheated and says he's not sure about the rest. Like that actually makes more sense. Like point out how they're doing it and fix it. Be accurate about it. If you're not accurate about how they're cheating and you're just like, I don't know, I'm Lynn Wood, then they're going to they're gonna keep doing it. There's no, there's no stopping them because you're not even pointing out how they're doing it. Even the 2000 mules or whatever that was called. I didn't even think that was a good, uh, I didn't even think that was a good docu documentary. Cause they're like, it's the, 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 they're pinging their phones. Dude, that means nothing. It could be an Uber Eats driver. This is just like, where's that documentary now? Now, how come no one's talking about it? Cause it wasn't even doing anything. It wasn't solving any problem. It was just cashing out on, on the election trend in general. Now, if we're going to be serious adults and Trump's running again, either he doesn't think he can win and he's just running for a show he does think he can win. And then you got to figure out how to win. How are you going to win? You can't just scream like Carrie Lake and Mike Lindell for five years. You're not going to win an election because they haven't even changed any of the laws or any of the stuff that's going on. In 2020, you got to take accountability. How did they get all the power to do that stuff? Trump and his sellout swamp cabinet and pharmaceutical lobbyists and Penn paved the way for all that shit. If the MAGA movement isn't even self-aware enough to realize that they paved the way for the 2020 election, they're too fake and stupid to win an election. You deserve to lose to Joe Biden. So you take no accountability, you cry victim, you idolize people like Lynn Wood that talk out his ass and, and, and the biggest grifters that just 
say whatever they want. And then it comes to the new election and you got smart people like, all right, well, if they're going to use the ballots here, here, and here, you actually have to like plan and win by more. If you think they're going to cheat in these states, you got to be even more popular. And if it's going to come down to a percentage point, you're going to lose. You're not going to win Pennsylvania coming down to a percentage point. So smart people need to figure out the election and be like, we need to win here, here, and here. We can't cut it close that here. They count for five days in this state. We can't, we can't have a close election waiting for Philadelphia to count or you're going to lose. You can't just sit and say ballots, 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 ballots. That's our message. We have no message. We're, we're victims. Cry, 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 cry. We can't possibly win, but we think we can win, but we can't possibly win, but we're not even going to try to win, but we're going to play the victim after we don't win. Like that. That's MAGA's message. And then it's like the biggest liars and the biggest grifters get elevated to the top. You know, and I'm starting to think that it's the same way like, oh, does, does CNN really not want January 6th to happen? In some ways they probably don't, but that's when they got the most money. CNN got record high ratings on January 6th. They fundraise off January 6th. Trump raised $250 million off January 6th. When they gave Trump a mugshot, now they get bigger ratings. Now Trump gets a lot of sales. He's cutting up pieces of his suit and selling it for $6,000. You think these people don't want these things because you don't want these things, but a lot of people haven't even considered that they don't give a shit. Like, you know, whether the election's won or lost, you'll give Mike Lindell and Carrie Lake your money anyway. So it's like, what? What incentive do they have to be pinpoint accurate about it? They could just say whatever they want and you'll throw money at them. It's like, they don't give a shit or maybe they do, but they're just not accurate. Like why was Lynn Wood posting fake articles? I don't know. Maybe he's old. Maybe he was purposely lying. I assume that he it's just ego and he didn't know what the fuck he was doing because everybody loved the more he just made up stuff, the more people liked him. So he had everything. Oh, conservativebeaver.com said Obama's arrested at the Vatican. Oh, anomaly. You're just a hater for pointing out that that's a fake satirical website. I mean, I, I want Obama to be arrested. So I'm just going to pretend like it's true when it's not. So why would these people stop scamming you? It's like, you know, everybody thinks that they want to win so bad. They probably don't even give a shit because if they lose, they're just going to cash out on your victim mentality, circular programming. Like, you know, how bad was it when they lost? I don't know. They raised $250 million. You know, it's like, it, it, it's a joke, you know, figure out how to win or else get out of the way. You know, I, I'm so tired of everyone. Like, oh, the, ba the ballots. Okay. What about them? They, they, how did they get them? Oh, well, we don't take accountability for how they got them. We're just the victim. Okay, then you're fake. Okay, so what are you going to do for next time? Nothing. Did you change it? No. Do you think you can win? No. Then why are you talking about Trump? Because I want him to win. Who cares if you don't even think he can win? Well, he can win. How? By getting enough votes. How? By beating the cheating. Okay, so are you trying to beat the cheating and get more votes? No, we're just going to talk about ballots and not get any more votes. It's like, it's literally like a, a, a brainwashed loser cult that you're just losing, getting scammed, losing, getting scammed. And if someone comes along like, hey, let's strategically actually try to win, the elites are probably purposely doing this to you. It's like, this is the last election, probably demographically, that you can ever win in this country again. This is probably your last shot of turning the tides. And they're literally just stomping all over you filling you with the biggest grifters and liars that give you like circular programming where it's like, do our mass mail-in ballots good? No. You know, do they print too many? Yes. Is it possible to cheat? Of course. Are they doing it? Seems that way. You know, by how many votes? Hard to tell, but it's probably not zero. Okay. In what states are they dominating? In what cities are they dominating? Here, 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 here. So what's the solution? If you can't fix the problem, then you're going to be at a disadvantage. If you're at that disadvantage, 
you have to overcome that disadvantage. It's like if you're up 15 points and the ref makes a bad call, it's like that didn't ruin the game. I mean, it's not good, but like if if you lose by one field goal, you know, you could have won the game by 20 points and that field goal wouldn't have mattered. So yes, the ref blew the game for you, but also in hindsight, if it was rigged, you could have beaten it by getting ahead more. So it's like that's Trump's only option. He's got to be ahead more, but he's not trying to get ahead more. He's just trying to grift his base dry with circular thinking and circular programming. I have to give credit to Vivek. He's the only one who accurately talks about the election. You know, he now says he had a change of heart. But if you listen to him, he points out exactly what he can prove, how big tech rigged the election, which they did, you know, this, 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 like he point, he's like a smart guy. He's like, all right, this is how they did it. This is that is getting rewarded because Vivek's doing other stuff, but other people, it's like, it's all these things, but I don't know how, and I have no solution, and we don't even have to try to, it's like, so nothing's going to change. Like, no. All right. So I just, I can't do it anymore. It's like, what? so why even vote then? Well, because my vote matters. It does. No, it doesn't. Then don't vote. No, but I want to, but I want Trump to win. It doesn't matter. It's like, it's, it's nothing to do with captured. It's just the reality of it. It's like, you know, if I'm playing one-on-one against somebody, and the game starts at 5-0 for them, either I'm going to say, this game's rigged, it's 5-0 at the start for this guy, and I got to get to 21. He has an easier time because he's getting points added to him. And then I don't play, and I say, they're cheating, it's rigged, I'm not playing, I'm not, I can't fix it. Either I fix it and make people do a 5-5, or I play the game knowing that it's rigged against me, but I could still win like has happened in many elections. There's been Republicans that have won in a lot of states and a lot of swing states and a lot of places with mass mail-in ballots, including California. If they really wanted to take over all of California, they wouldn't allow any Republicans to win. But they don't because some Republicans are not as stupid as Trump and they figured out how to win. Well, ballot harvesting's legal in California. So what should we do if the left is doing it? Ballot harvest, because if you have ballot harvesting and you have votes before the election, it's like banking votes. It's definitely there. You're not leaving it up to the machines that don't work. You're not leaving it up to Arizona and they kick you out of line. They're banking votes. Republicans started banking votes in in California and we flipped a lot of elections because we started playing the game that they were playing. You can't tell people, oh, go vote in person. And then the voting machine doesn't even work when they go to vote. It's like, well, now you lose to the guy who banked a million votes before the election. So if they're playing that game, why don't you play it too? Because Republicans don't like to play the game. They like to lose and play victim. And then when everybody brought this to the attention and said, Trump, let's ballot harvest. At first he said, let's not do that. It's like, okay, why? Why wouldn't you do that if it works? If it's if it's clearly a smarter strategy to bank votes. And thank God everybody shamed him and he switched his opinion. I was like, okay, we can ballot harvest. It's like, it's just strategic where it's like, all right, well, these votes are these votes. They're not going to change. And a lot of people don't trust the, understandably, they don't trust the ballots and they're like, I'd rather vote in person. It's like, well, they're they're starting the game with an advantage because they're banking all of their votes and it's not fair and it's not right, but it's legal. So why don't you try to win? MAGA doesn't try to win. They follow their cult leader who literally just like sets them up in humiliation rituals and then they act shocked. We're the victim of the vaccine, guys. Trump didn't mean to do that. He only took a million dollars from Pfizer. 
completely 180 on his opinion of vaccine injuries, hired pharmaceutical lobbyists and CEOs to run the government, declared an emergency, printed trillions of dollars, gave it to Gavin Newsom and Phil Murphy to scam us, smiled and told us how much they were getting along, gave $18 billion to the pharmaceutical industry in a socialist scam, and then bought 100 million Pfizer doses. But he didn't know they were going to come after you. Like MAGA is like, is embarrassing. It's a bunch of fake victims literally just getting set up by people in a humiliation ritual. And then they sit there and they're like, we can't do anything. It's like, cause you're following your own slave master. You have Stockholm syndrome. So if you want to win the election, first of all, it doesn't even matter because Trump and Biden are both controlled by the same people. But if you really badly want to win to try to close the border, which I do figure out how to freaking win. I want Trump to win. I don't even like him. I want the border to be closed, but you're not going to win following Carrie Lake, Mike Lindell, and Donald Trump in circles being like, well, the ballots, the ba what about them, bro? Talk intelligently, like Vivek, at least. Like, what about them? What are you doing? You're not doing, they're not doing anything. They're just milking you dry. If you think they're going to cheat in Pennsylvania, you can't get, you can't win with waiting for Pennsylvania. You're going to lose. So win the other states or get so many votes, be so popular that they can't cheat with 5,000 ballots or whatever you think they're going to do or whatever they do do. No, you don't even want to make the attempt at that. You just want to sit and, and play victim on, on a TPSA stage all day. They're just milking you dry. They're sucking your money out. Just like $250 million raised off of January 6ers. Where'd that money go? You don't know because people in MAGA don't respect themselves enough to even trace the money. They're just professional bank accounts. It's like, take my money and I don't even care where. Dude, $250 million? Do you guys realize how much money that is? A quarter of a billion dollars you guys raised for an event and you don't even know where it went. These people are laughing at you. They're like, these people, I could do anything to these people. I could bring Lindsey Graham on a stage. I could bring the Johnson and Johnson CEO on a stage. Like they could piss in your face and you'd say it's yellow rain. Like these people don't need to respect you and they don't need to do anything for you because then people will just be like, the ballots, the ballots, the ballot. What about them? What about the ballots? What about you have a plan? No, we don't have a plan. We're just going to yell ballots. Then you're going to lose. And when you lose, stop playing the victim because there's, things to be made. Even the 2020 election, you're not the victim of the 2020 election. Trump dug himself in a 10,000 foot hole. He became a socialist. He told Sweden to lock down. He printed the money. He handed it to Gavin Newsom. He gave Democrat states everything that they needed. And then he played catch up. It would be like literally eating like a taco, you know what I'm saying? Eating like a fat burrito, running a race against a Jamaican guy that's super fast and then having to take a shit and losing the race and being like, I lost because I took a shit. I'm a victim. It's like, maybe you shouldn't have ate a burrito before the race. It's the same thing Trump did. He dug himself and you in a 50 foot grave. And then he claims the victim of the election that he helped ruin for himself. He takes no accountability and he's brainwashed this entire movement to be a bunch of beta no, uh, no accountability taking people like nothing that we've ever done. It's not, it's all the left and it's not, they either set you up perfectly or purposely, or they're, they're the dumbest, stupidest leadership ever. Oh, anomaly. He didn't mean to, he just hired a hundred percent of the swamp and, and took bad advice from people who hate us and did those things and screwed us over. So if I take advice from Pfizer and I start selling vaccines, am I the same person I was six months ago? Do I have no accountability for the advice I take? Like, no, I could just do whatever I want. Hey guys, the reason I scammed you for 50 years and lied to you and sold you stuff is because I just took bad advice from somebody, but it's not my fault. I, it's not my mouth and my soul and my body. And I'm not the leader. I'm just a total vacuum of a puppet that has no, that, that is just a victim. That's Donald Trump, right? He just, 
oh, no, you don't understand Anomaly. It's just the ballots that he helped fund, the emergency that his pharmacy lobbyists declared and the and the cabinet that he hired, uh, you know, and, and the people that tricked him. But he has no accountability whatsoever. That's the new MAGA movement, right? It's it's a joke. It's a joke. I'm, it's embarrassing. Like, you're going to lose the next election if people don't figure this stuff out. And there's a huge concerted effort to get you to not figure it out. The influencers are making money off it. The elites are fundraising both sides. They don't give a shit who wins. But it's like, does anybody care? I don't get it. God bless you. God bless your family. God bless America. God bless the world. I want Trump to win if he runs against Biden. I want him to fix the wall. And I want him to actually like close the border completely because it's insane what's going on. It's going to ruin America. Like You can't just let tens of millions of people and from all over the world come across illegally that's insane you can't afford to lose the next election if it even matters in the like so if that is the case please please think about this stuff and stop listening to these boomer republican psyop accounts a lot of them are millennials they're not even boomers but it's like they're just running you in circles and repeating the same narratives i'm gonna go out there on a limb and say Here's another unpopular opinion that I just said 10 minutes ago, but I'm going to go further on it. I never thought that Dinesh D'Souza documentary was any good. I've watched part of it. It's like, oh, look, this proves this proves nothing. This proves that they're selling. If it's so important, why don't you give the documentary out for free or five bucks? Why is the documentary super expensive? Because they're making a fortune off you. You know what I'm saying? If I thought of it, you know, how many of my videos are, 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 are not free? They're all free. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you could pay for Patreon or whatever, but it's like, if I thought it was so important that it was going to shift the scales of America, I'm going to sell it for nothing or five or $10, not like 29 or whatever the hell. It's like, okay, so he's making a fortune off this document. Everyone's got to see it. Everyone's got to, if everyone's got to see it, why is it so expensive? I'm not, you could, you could buy Netflix or freaking an entire television for like $9 a month, but, but, but this documentary that's going to change the scales of America is like 29 bucks or however expensive, maybe more. I forget. Okay, let's watch it. What does it do? Nothing. Oh, look, there's data points of, of, of pinged cell phone data. Dude, it could be an Uber Eats driver. The average Uber Eats driver stops 50 times a night, literally all over the city. Oh, but they, but it proves it proves nothing. It doesn't hold up in court. It's not good proof. It's horrible proof. I mean, good proof would be like video footage of them doing something and then like receipts. That's not like cell phone ping footage that you have to pay $40 or $30 to watch. Like I know. And then I'm like on the outside. Cause it's like, literally you're being pressured to pretend like you think it's a really important good documentary it's like oh it's it's really it's like do i have to just lie to be in this movement be like oh that was really gonna change it's gonna change nothing that's why no one talks about it anymore you know there's other documentaries that people still talk about to this day what is a woman is going to be relevant for the next 20 years because it it holds true it got more shine for years after it was even around why is nobody talking about that one? The election's coming up. Why is nobody talking about 2,000 meals? Because it didn't do anything. Because it was never going to do anything. It wasn't good proof. It doesn't hold up in court. And to anybody that has like scrutiny, it's like if the left did that, you'd be like, it could be an Uber Eats driver. Like, did did they do stuff? Sure. They Ballot harvesting is legal in a lot of states. It's not even illegal. You're allowed to collect as long as people signed it themselves. You're allowed to collect 10,000 ballots, 1,000 ballots, and drop them off at a drop station. You're allowed to do that. It's legal. While you guys are running circles around these con artists, they're doing it. Republicans in California are ballot harvesting. They're doing exactly that. It's legal. 
It's not legal to sign someone else's ballot, but it is legal to drop off a thousand ballots. And if you bank ballots before the election, you're at a huge advantage because Republicans are waiting for people to go to the station in order to vote and Democrats are banking it. It's like if I have 50 points before the election, it's like they, they're they're playing chess. We're playing checkers. I'm not asking people to cheat. You shouldn't. Someone said watermark the ballots. There's another fake theory that they made up on the Alex Jones show. They're like, oh, the watermark ballots. Trump's got them where he wants. They don't have anything. They didn't catch the Democrats. Joe Biden went in office. Like, we always have to make up these fantasies in order to like, yeah, they should absolutely have a better system for the ballots, but they don't. So what are we going to do about it? Are we going to sit here and talk about ballots for 50,000 years and just run in circles and lose? It's the last election people can even win. If they're doing that, ballot harvest in the states that it's legal create coalitions to get the votes banked in don't wait to vote necessarily for everyone because if they're counting ballots second and you all voted in person you're going to lose the election and it's going to look like it's not fair because 80 percent of democrats are doing it that way you're doing it in real life and they're counting those second and then also win by more you're going to have to beat it like i have to work 30 times as hard it's not fair but it's like i'll just quit if i if i if i'm going to cry about it it's like Ben Shapiro is favored in the algorithms. Lex Friedman is favored in the algorithms. There's there's accounts, they don't even have to work hard and YouTube and Facebook pushes them inorganically to make them more popular than they are. Do I sit and cry about it all the time? No, I, you can't even find my YouTube account sometimes because they've hit it so far. They don't allow me to go in certain algorithms and other times they do. And then when they figure out I'm getting a lot of views, they cut me off. My whole career of getting a billion views, I've had to, I've had to swim across the stream a thousand times. How much do you hear me complain about it? Almost never because I'm like, I'll tell you that it's happening, but it's like, it is what it is. This is the life I chose. If you're the candidate that they really don't want, you might be at a three to 4% disadvantage or you might be at you know, a 10,000 ballot disadvantage, but it's like, get out of the way. If you don't think you can overcome it, if you're not, if you, if you have no plan to do it, go away, you know, let somebody like DeSantis or someone else in, that's not going to complain about it every two seconds and actually try to figure out a way he think, and I don't even like everything he does. He actually thinks like, here's how you do it. Like, do you hear DeSantis complain about it as his advisors? No, cause he's not an idiot. It's like, if he does it, he did it, whether it's good or bad, it was him. Does he have advisors telling him to do bad stuff? Yeah, but if he does, does he play the victim of decisions he made? No, because he's not a five-year-old baby. The fact that Republicans are in love with a five-year-old baby that takes no accountability for any decision he, he's ever made and has no plan on fixing any problem, just milking the, the the victim side of it, it's like embarrassing. You know how many Republicans understand what's going on and they're like, all right, how do I actually counter it and do something about it with, with Trump? It's like, how do I do nothing about it and then play the victim and make the same mistakes again and take no accountability for them and get a bunch of people to show up at an event to get set up by the feds for me. And then I'll raise $250 million off them. Then I won't give them any. And then I'll literally just pardon a bunch of foreign spies and Democrats. It's like, it's it, like you're being mocked. You know, I, I don't understand it. So I want to win the next election. I don't want Biden to leave the border open, but at this rate, like, dude, MAGA needs a wake up call. This stuff is like so embarrassing. Like, you know, figure out the game they're playing and figure out how to counter it. You can't just talk about it forever and then say, 
let's not even talk about solutions. Let's not even talk about how to get more votes. We don't need to get more votes because the ballots are against us. We don't even need to talk about it. the ballots. Uh, there's nothing we need to talk about. I mean, they're going to, they got ballots. So there's no reason to even try to appeal to moderates. I mean, the ballots, I mean, there's no reason to like stop Trump from just yelling at people five times a day on true social. Cause that's a stupid way to run the, because the ballots, I mean, Trump doesn't actually have to do anything. They're the ballots. I mean, of course, women hate Trump, a majority of them because he's super annoying and he has no humility and he constantly just like, you know, spouts out at everyone. But, 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 but the ballots, I mean, we don't, it's like, you're going to lose. You know, like you got, I've never seen a guy that has less accountability in his own head. I'm not saying in the eyes of the Democrats, but it's like nothing he does matters. He doesn't have to change anything or switch anything or, or try. Like he's literally not been relevant in re, like, he'll go to like UFC events and be relevant, but like, he's not on Twitter. He's not saying anything on Facebook or YouTube, ba barely saying anything on Instagram. And he just sits on true social all day yelling for QAnon supporters. Like, Oh my God. And like just complaining about petty stuff that no one cares about for a general election. Someone tell him to like say more appealing stuff and stop running circles around shit. That doesn't matter. No, we don't have to do that. Right. Cause the ballots. So Trump doesn't have to actually do anything. The ballots. He doesn't have to win the debate or lose the debate. The ballots. It doesn't matter. The debate doesn't matter. Fundraising doesn't matter. Ads don't matter. There's nothing he can do. He's a giant victim who has no chance, but has a chance. But has no. It's like you're begging to lose. You're looking at the election like, let's lose. It's so weird. I don't even like Trump, and I'm not even sure that there's that big of a difference between him and Biden. And somehow I care about the election more than people who actually like Trump and want him to win. I don't even really care that much and I'm going to vote for him because I think he'll close the border and I think it needs to be closed. And, I, and I'm disgusted by what Biden's doing there. With that being said, I think Trump's a puppet, yet I'm trying to win the election harder than most Trump supporters. There's a disconnect here. People don't want to win. They just want to like, it's like a party that they don't want to end. Like Mar It's like a Mar-a-Lago Mar MAGA party that they just don't want to end and they're just riding off into the sunset. And it's like, it's going to end at some point, you know, and you got to face reality. So appreciate you guys. Hopefully that made sense. It wasn't too intense, but I, I just can't like watch the same circle forever. Like someone's got to break the, the, the echo chamber and snap people out of it and wake them up because it's not going to go in the direction we want it to at this uh, at this rate. Someone said another four years of its rig, nothing gets fixed. Repeat. It seems that way to me. It seems like we're going to do this. We're going to fall short. And once you fall short, people don't focus on issues. People don't focus on the food supply. People don't talk about COVID or the money printing or the Federal Reserve or, or how it's all doesn't matter. Like no one talks about things that matter. As long as Trump could play the victim and another election gets stolen, you run circles around something 15 layers deeper than what you think it is. It almost seems like it's planned. After the election, everybody was like, oh, we're going to get back to protesting the lockdowns after we protest for Trump. And all the organizers that were going to protest the lockdowns ended up getting set up by the feds because they followed the ultimate fed, the head of the fed, Donald Trump. OK, so now they're all wiped out. And now it's 2021 and Joe Biden's in office and mandates are coming in. Where are all the anti-lockdown and anti-mandate organizers? Oh, they're all in court or jail because they followed the vaccine salesman, Donald Trump, to the Capitol. Oh, what a coincidence. Who would have known the vaccine salesman who sold his cabinet out to the pharmaceutical lobby wasn't trustworthy? Okay, or oh, he made a mistake. And then you got 2021 
no one's even talking about what's going on in reality. And we're getting just absolutely scammed by mostly the Democrats and some Republicans. Nobody's talking about that because it's the Trump show. Let's run circles around the ballot. And, you know, it's like it, it's the same loop. It's the dumb, dumb MAGA slop loop that has destroyed people's brains on the right. I wouldn't be shocked if they're going to purposely do it again in 2024, because if it happens again in 2024, no accountability, nothing you could have done better, no moves you could have made different. You're the victim. The election was stolen. You have no chance. You're blackpilled. You're probably going to get set up by the feds again, and Trump will lead you there and play the victim. I don't like it, it's just so it's like a Tom and Jerry episode times 15. Like, you know, I it, there's no like getting off this loop. And people were so mad at me during the January 6th shit before it because I kept saying, and I'm listen, I didn't know what was going to happen on January 6th. I thought it was just going to be a Trump rally at a bunch of cute people and people who like Trump too much being like, yeah, Mike Pence. I didn't know people were going to freak out and get set up by the feds and all that stuff. But in general, before it, my intuition told me, why aren't we protesting the lockdowns? What This is even more important because they're happening. Donald Trump's the president now and we're all being abused. We've been Since March, we've been getting scammed and Trump's in the White House. So whether it's Trump or Biden, it doesn't matter. We're still getting scammed and everyone didn't want to listen. Like, oh no, we got to do the Trump thing. It's like, why wasn't the protest for the mandates? Why wasn't it for the lockdowns? And it always should have been even over that. But like people can't, they're sucked into the Trump show and all the people, all the anti-mandate and anti-lockdown people who got sucked into the Trump show, their entire lives got ruined and Trump didn't pardon them because he doesn't give a fuck about you. You know what I'm saying? He pardoned Kwame Kilpatrick and a foreign spy and a few rappers who can give him street clout. He doesn't give a fuck about you. You sacrifice your whole life for this guy thinking he's George Washington and he pardons foreign spies and Democrats and raises $250 million off of it. Like it's, it's a joke, you know? And then where are you? Oh, now we're getting now we're getting abused by the Democrats in 2012. Where is everybody? Oh, everybody's laying low because they have court cases and the feds are on their ass and they're in jail. And like, okay, like so now, so now there's no there's no opposition to the mandates and the lockdowns, and people are too afraid to even do anything because the feds are after everybody. And then it's like, okay, um, now what? Oh, now we're just gonna run circles around Trump for four years. We're not even gonna face reality. Like you know, and that's what's happening again. It's like Trump cult show. And then it's like, is he going to win the election? I hope so. Because if Trump loses the election, he's never going to admit fault. He's never going to take accountability. And and we're toast, you know? So it's like, he's. I see that happening a lot more than I see the other one. And I hope it doesn't. I hope he gets in. I hope he tries to shut the border. Um, I do think that Trump I do think that Trump could beat Biden, especially because I do think that some of the biggest donors in America, if if Trump wins and he's able to like overcome it, I do think that a lot of major donors will back Trump over Biden because Trump will start the war with Iran that they'd want to start. And I don't know that Biden will, even though he started the Ukraine one or, or, or entered it. But, you know, I think there's a chance for Trump. I just I, I, I don't want him to lose. Not only do I not want him to lose, but like Dude, the, the Republican movement is like dead. If Trump loses, 
he's never going to admit fault. He's never going to get out of the way. He's never going to let somebody else. It's like Ron or Romney McDaniel. Ron or Romney McDaniel's running our movement into the ground. Okay, how come she's still there? Uh, she's a Romney. How come she? Well, because Trump leads the party and Trump endorses her every time. Trump's in on all of this stuff. He endorsed Romney in 2018. He endorsed Mitch McConnell in 2020. Whatever. That one I'll give a pass to, even though Mitch is whatever. And then he endorses Ronna Romney McDaniel, who's losing all these elections. It's like, oh, but we're the victim of the elections we're losing with the Romney who's in charge that Trump keeps endorsing. It's like it's 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 literally like a goofy loop. You know what I'm saying? It's like here's all the people that would fix America. Let's just keep throw like it's like a hamster wheel going fast where you're not even running on the hamster wheel. You're just like you're getting caught on it and like falling and hitting the ground and it's like and, and like when are we going to stop doing this stuff? Um, someone said he's not going to win. If he loses, he's never going to admit he lost. He's never going to admit he has any accountability. He's never going to say he's a bad candidate. Like people are like, oh, well, people don't like Biden. Yeah, but they don't like Trump. Like just because Biden doesn't pull stadiums, it doesn't matter. People, are, it's not Taylor Swift. Like Trump is Taylor Swift for everybody on the right. Biden's not Taylor Swift. It's just like, I hate Trump. I don't like Trump. I think he's racist. I want climate change. I want Palestine. Like they're voting on, I just like lesser of two evils. Like all, it's not irrational to think that Biden can get more votes. I don't want him to, but like you, you listen to the, uh, the average like MAGA conversation. It's like Biden is so unpopular. He could never win. He is unpopular. Nobody really likes him, but he absolutely can win. And in order to win an election, you have to understand how people operate. I've met dozens of people that don't like Trump. I met dozens of people that are going to vote for Biden. I'm not saying I agree, but it's like people don't like Trump. You know what I'm saying? At most women don't like Trump. Uh, most quote unquote minorities that are becoming the majority don't like Trump. Some of them are coming around to it. Some of them think Biden sucks, but it's like the Republican movement is not like super, super popular. It's popular in Republican circles and people do like us. It's not like no one does, but like in order to really win an election, you got to be like, all right, it's going to be close. A lot of people are on the fence. You can't just be like, well, Biden's not popular because no one likes him. And there's no way Trump could lose because he comes out at UFC and everybody likes him at UFC, which is a more right leaning like sport. It's like that's 5,000 or 10,000 people. That's not 80 million people. And if you fill up a stadium or 4,000 people, that's 4,000 people in a state that's going to be decided by millions of votes. Like, that's great. It's a good look if you can get more people. But, like, it doesn't mean that Biden can't beat you. He absolutely can. And the only way to beat him is to realize that you can lose. If you think you can't lose because Trump supporters like Trump, you're going to lose. It's it's like overconfidence and not understanding the dynamic of this election. Well, Biden's too old. Well, Trump's also old. Well, Biden's corrupt. Well, Trump has a track record that people also don't like. It's like, well, Biden sucks. Trump is annoying also. You know, like you're not picking someone that could counter him. I think another candidate that was younger and, and like less tripping over their feet could beat him by 15 points. But it's like, you know, you're going to cut it close. It's going to come down to Pennsylvania. It's going to come down to these states that you think are rigged because they probably are. I, I mean, you shouldn't count for five days. That's an insane amount of time to count. It's like, oh, let's count for four weeks. Yeah, that, there's an easy way to cheat. But it's like you can't you can't wait for that state because you're not going to win that state. But we're going to wait for that state. We're going to lose that state. We're going to play victim. We're going to say there's nothing we could have done better. And the whole movement's going to be in shambles. And then the next event that Trump tells you to go to, it's probably going to be another Fed setup. So it's like, it's like, oh, Patriots, follow me here. We're mad, aren't we, Patriots? It's going to be crazy, isn't it? It's like, 
I don't know. I'm over it. Someone said anomaly has moaning and groaning down to a science. It's one way to put it, Sue. I don't, I mean, I maybe I shouldn't care about this next election because like I, I do think it's a lot a lot of phoniness going on but like i it's like if you're gonna run this guy you might as well win I, I i can't do like i don't know how old you are sue and i don't really care but i need to live in this country for hopefully a long time you know i i pray that it's a long time but in general it's like i have to live in this country for 20 30 40 years and i understand how demographics work and i understand we're probably never going to win an election again in five six years like it's just statistically going to be nearly impossible at current rates so if we don't win this next election or we don't at least have a guy that is going to attempt to win this election and do something you know it's like it's in my best interest that trump beats biden probably i don't know that that's true it could be a scam but it's like i actually do want him to beat biden if he runs and it's not DeSantis, I, I can't do four more years of a border wide open. Like it's not, my future's done at that point. It's just like it, this country's uh, in, in shambles. Like you can't, you can't do what Biden's doing. He knows what he's doing now. He know he knows how it works. It's just like, I'm not mad at your take, but it's like, I'm not like I, if I'm going to participate in anything, which I'm, partially like over it all and i've been talking about it for a while but like if i'm gonna even participate in the next general election at all i want to accomplish something i don't want to just throw my vote away completely but i'm hoping my message doesn't get completely lost and i'm hoping that if slash when trump wins the republican primary that people get out of maga slop maga maga ballot linwood kerry lake mode and get into oh shit, this election's going to be close. My actions do matter. I'm not a victim. Everything that happens to us isn't not our fault. Let's actually take accountability and try to figure out this puzzle that is the 2024 election. I would much rather that than MAGA, MAGA, MAGA slop, Linwood, Kerry Lake slop. You know, nothing's our fault. We're the victim. We can't win, but we think we can win, but we have no chance, but it's the ballots, but we'll do nothing about it. Like I can't do another election like that. And if they lose the election, you, people are stuck that way. I don't think people realize if Trump wins and loses the next election, MAGA is stuck. Republicans are stuck. They're stuck. They're stuck for like 10 years. They have no message. They have no, it's all, we're the victim. The election's taken. We have no chance, but you're following the guy setting you up. Like he's not even trying, like that's the way, that's the way I see it. Hopefully some people understand it, but appreciate you guys. God bless you. This has been a mega show. And I want to let y'all know that, um, I will do a show tomorrow and Wednesday, but the show might be off for a few days because I may or may not be doing some musical performances and uh, I'll get footage and stuff, but I'll let y'all know. I'll be doing shows the next couple of days, but I might be out for a couple of days. And if so, let y'all know in the future. God bless. Appreciate you. I'll be back soon. I'm exhausted. Three hours, 26 minutes. Too much. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, 
Stay blessed long sleeve, God is great long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com, check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States. Handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash rare talk for $5 a month. You can help support me, support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the dreamrare.com shop and patreon.com slash rare talk. So thank you guys for keeping this show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever grateful. My free email list is stayintouchwithme.com. So check the links below in the description or just type in on any browser, stayintouchwithme.com, all one word. You'll find my email list, put it in there, and it's the least annoying email.